Folks at home, folks at home, my guy Ganelli here, welcome to Ike Live. Good to have you on tonight. It's been a little bit since we've been with you. Man, I love doing these shows. Uh, just to let you know, uh, we are on Periscope, by the way, uh, and we just did a Periscope, and we had a lot of people that were first-time viewers going to tune in tonight. So welcome, all you Periscopers, to Ike Live. Hope you enjoy the show tonight. It's going to be a good one, man. Uh, the reason I say that... We've got a bar full of beer. That usually indicates a good show. Uh, Let me start by just announcing the room tonight. We've got a a small but immaculate cast (laughs) of of gentlemen and anglers in the room tonight. Uh, Let me start to my right, co-host of the show, backbone of the show. Couldn't do it without without him. Uh, Pete Glusick. Hi, Pete. How are you, man? How you doing? It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a bit. Welcome home from vacation. Thank you. Thank you. What what have you been doing? Have you been working hard, guiding every day? Yeah, I've been working hard. Been busy. Been busy down the flats. Delaware River uh, interest is uh, stepping up right now, which is kind of cool. People are getting ready for their fall tournaments there in September, October, and uh, so I'm seeing a a lot of activity and interest on the Delaware. Across the Delaware today, flying back, it looked good. It looked clean. I'm telling you right now. I, I, I can't imagine why we don't catch more fish than we do there. That river is so full of bait. Yeah. I mean, you just idle across that river anywhere on that river, and your your sonar just gets blacked out with bait. It's got to be the aggressiveness yeah. of the river itself, because that's the only explanation, correct? I, I, I would I would have to say. They live it, a hard life it's in some, that place. It is a hard life, yeah. and the stripers are up in there making it even harder on them. Right now, you can go uh, down there and, and follow seagulls and catch striped bass up to five pounds, six pounds. Sometimes. At will, probably, right? Uh, when, it, when they're, when they're yeah. busting, it's at will. Yeah. You know, and then they go down, and they get tricky to catch. And yep. the catfish are right in there with them. Just anywhere you see bait. Anywhere you see bait on the river, you drop down under that bait and catch a catfish. It's a cool river. And we're going to talk a little bit later. We're going to talk about the uh, post-Marizo uh, appearance yes. we filmed on the Upper Schuylkill. Remind me. I want to talk about that a little bit. Yes. Some, some neat yeah. stuff about what happened there. That's pretty cool. Ah. Yeah, let me continue. Uh, and on our casting couch tonight, we have one guest, but he's an amazing guest. He's our very own. Dave Brodzik. Wait, wait. Yes. He's a guest? He's well, he, no, no, he's our own. He's our, our he's our brethren. Brethren. No, you said a guest. No, why didn't mean a guest? <laughs> well, you look different with the with the clean shave. You look like you're yeah. 21. Yeah, Did you just step that. out of the yeah. pennant? Yeah. yeah. I thought I saw yeah. some steamroller picnic cock sweat on your head when you came in. <laughs> cock sweat. Uh, Move I, the mic a little closer, Dave. It's in my mouth. It's in his mouth, Fry. Switch headsets. Switch headsets. All right. Uh, Dave Brodzik, uh, a lot of you know him as Worf, as uh, as Fathead. Uh, He's in the house tonight. Uh, Great to have him. Uh, Let's go back to the the booth back there. Very shiny booth that I can't see into. Uh, And uh, I I say it different every time. I'm going to try it again. The crust of the show. Did I say it's a little different that time? Crust or crust. Of the show, uh, and that basically means keeps the show running. Very important, essential key ingredient. We had our heart attack again tonight, Pete, before you came. Oh my! We had no uh, screen working out here. We were we had wires out. We didn't know what was going on. That's true. And the, and the carpenter put it. And together. the carpenter put it together. He can fix equipment. Well done. Terrible putting a kitchen together. Oh, but, stop. <laughs> uh, I lie. He's really I'll good. Ra- I'll wrap you in the head with a ratchet. He'll wrap me in the head with a ratchet. Uh, Brian the carpenter uh, in the house tonight. A.K.A. Ding Dong. And a uh, very special guest joining us um, via ni- uh, Highway 95 northbound. Uh, 
<laughs> J3 is in the house doing IMs tonight. Good to see you, J3. Thanks for having me up, guys. Yeah, and I, we want you to stay a little bit because I want to talk to you about you were at St. Clair. We're going to talk about St. Clair. And you had three great draws Stellar in that event. Draws. Who did you draw out in that tournament? We drew Brandon Lester. Brandon Lester. Justin Lucas. Justin Lucas. And on the final day, yes. Aaron Martin. Wow. Whoa. Wow. We want to hear about that. So wow. hang hang with us for at least strong, enough time man. to talk about that. Uh, it's going to be a good show. This is a, a, a recap show. We're going to recap what's been going on. We've got some hot topics that I want all you guys and ladies to weigh in on. Because they are hot. They're very controversial. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But before we jump into all this crap, let's, uh, as we always do, let's thank um, let's thank everybody in the military. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, guys. Men and women, thank you for what you do. Um, active and veterans. This is a crazy effing world. Uh, thank you for protecting our freedom. It's awesome. Uh, firemen, EMT, police, thank you, guys. We appreciate what you do. Uh, it's awesome. And uh, Disney employees. Thank you, guys, for what you do. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about that, too. Let, why don't we just jump right into that, uh, since I think that's kind of first on the list. Yeah, where you been, man? Yeah, uh, to let everybody know, I, I just got back from an amazing uh, family trip to Disney. And, uh, and, and man, what a, what a cool place. What, a, what an amazing place. Uh, you know, they say it's the happiest place on Earth. I don't know about that. It's but it's pretty it's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, it, it was a trip my father-in-law had planned as part of his retirement. Um, we just everything was taken care of. We hopped on a plane uh, and and we just went at it. And we had all four kids with us. We had Becky's brother and all of his kids, and it was just an amazing trip. All three of his kids and uh, got to do a lot of really cool stuff. Here's the amazing thing about Disney. This is what I want to talk about. Look at this right here. I don't know if, if, if you guys... In, the Magic Band. Did you partake in that? Yeah. Magic Band, Ta- Give me a crotch. Can you get a crotch shot? Is that the closest we go? It's a Magic Band. It's a Magic Band. This thing is unbelievable. I still have it on. I didn't take it off yet. I don't know how to feel about this. Well, thing. dude, you, you I, got in today. I got in today. I got off a plane yeah. this afternoon, yeah. uh, landed, uh, got here, went out in the crawl day at Vegas for a couple hours, Jackson Bass, came back and, and shoot the show. But this thing is—they got it figured out, dude. Oh my God, did they? They have got it figured, it figured out. out. What? Tell me, tell me your thoughts wow. about this magic. I I had a wonderful Disney vacation after I cast. Yeah. Um, uh, Shelly and Jake came down, and we 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 had a blast there. It's a great place. Did the magic bands? Awesome. A little bit scary, you know, about stealing your identity. You worry about that kind of stuff. This thing is everything in Disney. You just punch that band on it. And it takes care of it. You don't sign anything. Nope. You don't carry any money around. No money. You don't. You don't need anything. And it's at. So if, I loved at. And the convenience was amazing. And it was absolutely awesome. But here's the problem that I found with it: is it makes you feel like you're not spending any money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Dude. Oh, you get the brutal. You, you get the bill at the end of the week. And you could see that the magic band was hard at work the entire time. Brutal, you know. Brutal. It, it it's the ease at which you could use this thing and spend money is scary. But it but it goes beyond that too, Dave. Wait a minute. Listen to this. So this thing actually tracks you, and they know where you're at almost at all times. So we started figuring out like us. We started getting these like uh, email things at night, notifications, and they're taking our pictures on these different rides. And they they know where to send it based on 
It's crazy the way they're tracking you there. So they make it easy to spend money, but they want to know where you're at at all times on the property. Is this getting out of hand, or what, what, what are your thoughts on this, Dave? I, I guess first my thoughts are, I was just there last year. Now, maybe I'm in a different economic bracket than you fuckers, <laughs> but I wasn't given no bracelet. I paid for shit in cash. So I don't even know how you get the bracelet. I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know. I didn't know. So they, did it they know? Be, like, it might be new this you year. Don't need bracelet, yeah. you go over there, you pay with cash, but you guys here with the bracelet. I don't know. I didn't even know. I didn't even know this existed. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's mind it's boggling, but it does, uh, it does verify the theory. And there's been, this is, you know, the conspiracy theories? There's all these conspiracy theories all over the world. Elvis is still alive, Biggie and Tupac are on an island, all this crap, right? One of the theories is Walt Disney's head was cryogenically frozen, and it still controls the park. I believe that. <laughs> I, I, I honestly believe that Walt's head controls the daily activities of Walt, at the Walt Disney Park. Any, any, any possibility that's true? Cuckoo. Yeah, I don't know. Cuckoo. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, right. I don't believe that's oh, true. You don't believe it's that. Good, I, good theory. It's a good segue. Let, let me remind you that we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts. If you think Walt Disney's head <laughs> is still controlling the park, let us know. Uh, lots of ways to get your input tonight on the show live. First one is the IM uh, right there next to you on the screen. Hit us up on the IM. J3s take care of that tonight. Uh, you could also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, it's Ike Live Show uh, on Twitter or, or Instagram or Facebook. And finally, a little later in the show, especially when we get into some of the hot topics, we're going to have a toll-free number up on the screen. We want you to call in, uh, and we want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts. But the Disney thing, man, they got it. They got it figured out. They got it figured out how how to make you feel comfortable, spend money, have a great time, forget about all your problems. I mean, it, it was amazing. I mean. Stelly had a couple meltdowns during the week, and like out of nowhere, a Disney employee would always appear with a sticker. <laughs> How the hell does that happen? <laughs> Where the fuck? I'm looking around, yeah. I'm like, That's that amazing. dude just stepped out of a bush with a sticker. <laughs> Might be something to that Walt Disney thing you got. Cause Think some, about it. Well, because somebody's putting those <laughs> hidden boner phallic symbols in all the cartoons. <laughs> Go on too. the internet. They look that shit up. That's, that's, real. There, that's for real. Wait a minute. There are mushrooms and arrows. Yeah. It's not foul. <laughs> there are well, mushrooms and arrows. Somebody's that's, putting them in there. That's all there. But uh, stones. Yeah. those employees are amazing. You know, you oh, know amazing. anywhere you go in the world, you you run into angry, hostile people that are at work and they're not happy about it. Yeah, you do not run into that. Not no, Disney. not the employees. Yeah, you got to go behind the ride, and then that's you, where you, you see them be themselves. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I, I got to tell you, I go gotta behind tell the ride you. where I go. I had, so, <laughs> I had several very. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, know I mean? do now. Uh, several interesting things happened at Disney. I want to bring up. Um, first one is the one ride. What's the one ride in Disney? And let's talk main park, and I want to get a survey. What's the one ride there that you'd expect to be dangerous, potentially? Well, Space Mountain, it's a 40-year-old ride. Space Mountain, old ride, rickety Rickety, old ride. Dark, right? Space yeah. Mountain. What's yeah. your vote, Pete? Uh, that was my vote. Okay. So the train, uh, the train roller coaster, whatever that okay, was. Okay, runaway train. Yeah. Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. Ooh. Scary, dark. Yuck. Semi-rickety, J3. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Yeah. And that's what I'd expect. You'd expect that. True story. Here it goes. In line 
to go on It's a Small World for probably the third or fourth time. Vegas loved it. Stelly loved it. We're in line. We're uh, just about to get to the bottom where you get put on the ride. So we're on the last balcony, gone down. And all of a sudden I hear a, a scream. A woman's <laughs> scream. A shrill scream. <laughs> And I'm like, holy shit, Bill Lowen's here. What the hell? <laughs> that was my first thought. <laughs> and then after... <laughs> shit, sorry. <laughs> after that thought... He weighed in a nice bag. He weighed in a nice Congratulations, bag. Congratulations, Bill. After that thought, uh, I, I heard another, sc- another scream. And then, and then so I turned, and I see this woman, m- mom, freaking out. And all of a sudden, dudes... Start just scrambling everywhere. With stickers? No. All right. Dudes, dudes, dads, dudes yes. that are are on gone on the ride. And it, it in the small world, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like a boat. Uh, uh, probably about four cars together, and the boat just kind of travels on tracks through through the deal. And everybody's scrambling all of a sudden. And probably it felt slower, but I want to say like ten seconds went past, and finally one of them toward the back. Reaches down and fishes out a kid out of the water. Went to drink. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Talk about scary. Like, yeah. I, my heart's beating. I don't, well. you know, like, everybody's just kind of like, uh, you know, but but people are going to work. How, how old of a kid? I want to say three to, three to four years yeah, old. Yeah, because, I mean, in wow. one-tenth of a second, he's at the bottom. It's one foot deep. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. On. Somehow. And this, this is, uh, I don't know the probability of this. But it looked like he came out of one of the middle cars, uh, but somehow fell. But but after we we went back on it, they, yeah. they held the ride open. The gap was only like that big. I don't wow. know how the hell he got in there. Yeah. Make a long story short, he got in there. They got him out. He was all right. Um, they closed the ride down for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. They detained her and him, and I'm sure they're, you know, making sure everything, you know, liability right. there. But... So it's a small world is the most dangerous ride in Disney. Yeah, we got stuck on Pirates of the Caribbean for like two hours, man. Really? I got to see the same. It's that (laughs) castle part with the cannonballs. I sat there for two hours. They didn't turn that shit off. They left it on the whole time. (laughs) Because you know how you're going through those things and you don't get to see it all. I I got to look at every dude. I saw every friggin' thing, man. Yeah, Yeah, two hours. They wouldn't let us get out the car. Wow. They gave us all the uh, hopper passes. Wow. That was the reward. Wow. Yeah. Two hours. A Thanks. full two hours. Oh, it, was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, my son was crying. It was bad, man. Wow. Off topic. Uh, I didn't get the Bill Lowen reference. His uh, wife's always like, woo. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Carrying on. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. I get it now. They want you to sing It's a Small World, so, I mean. No. <laughs> no. Just you know, get, just out just two lines. It's a small. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> that was my operatic version of it. All right, one more. <laughs> one more, Mike. The uh, Dutchies were in there. I yeah, saw that it. was pretty good. One uh, more. One more. One more. It's a small. <laughs> all right. uh, that was bad. That was bad. Uh, so, so yeah. So, uh, um, uh, emergency situation on It's a Small World. Very oh, yeah. interesting. Uh, that that was one thing I wanted to note. Yes, yes. Uh, the other thing was... Uh, oh, we have a question from uh, IM. They want to know yeah. uh, 
I don't even know if that says some fireman. Uh, did he lip the small child to get him out of the water? Uh, it was actually it looked like a leg grab to me. Yeah. It looked like a leg grab. It looked like a leg grab. It looked like he was holding up a plucked chicken. Did, it, it did he paint him under the ride so he couldn't jump? No, <laughs> no, it was a leg grab. He no dangled net? it, held it up, proud. That's, that's pretty funny. Kind of held it to the crowd either side. No net. No net. Um, Got to keep the slime on him. Yeah, well, they would have been mad because he was over a certain amount of pounds. You're supposed to hold him like this. Uh, yeah, because like his intestines are getting right, gravity. and his jaw would break, or his ankle yeah. actually. In that case, it would have broke. <laughs> and they probably should have. They sh- probably should have freaking uh, fizzed him. Fizzed him? <laughs> knows how long he was <laughs> Swung him. Just swung him right into the belly right, of the we're ride. We're out of hand here. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, some other notable things from Disney: uh, fireworks. Freaking amazing, dude. And they do it every night. Yeah. I mean, like clockwork, you know? So we, we literally, I think we watched it four of the five nights we were there. Uh, but then we started to figure out you can listen to the music with the fireworks when you're not in the park, you know? So you're out, out of the park. We stayed at the uh, Contemporary. And then you could pipe in the, the music. So you actually get it. It's like a story. You know, when you're watching them and you don't hear the music, you're like, ah, cool fireworks. But then you hear the music. And it, it kind of becomes cool, you know? Uh, so fireworks were amazing. And then the last thing I want to mention is the ponds at Downtown Disney. Did you uh, go fishing? Did not go fishing. But here is I always knew uh, I've had an opportunity to fish a lot of the Disney lakes on Disney property. The Epcot Lake being the freaking epicenter of it all. Uh, probably five, six, seven years ago, had an opportunity to fish with a lady from Miami Herald. And the deal with the Epcot is you've got to get in and out before the park opens, right? So sun, you know, sunrise, it's barely light. You idle on in there. You know, you go around, go through a little canal, and you get into the Epcot Lake, and you're in there. And it's like the freaking glory, dude. So the guide's like, you know, he's like, well, we're going to catch a big one at every country. The, the guide that took me out there, I'm like, what the hell is he talking about, you know? So we get over, and we're fishing in front of, like, France or whatever. And I catch my first one. It's like a six-pounder. And instead of, like, fishing, he's like, okay, come on. Let's go to the other side. And he starts idling. He goes over to Japan. Start flipping around. I catch my next one. It's like an eight. I catch six fish over eight pounds in one day. Oh, my. Fishing the Epcot Lakes. Amazing. And all this is going on, dude. I am. My eyes are bugged out, dude. I'm, like, having the, the day of my life. And eight o'clock, I can't remember. It was eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever. I think it was eight o'clock came. And you hear it. And it was, Michael. no. And he's like, all right, we got to go. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and they open up that park, and you got to go. And so we exit it. But at that point, we had got what they needed for the article, and it was amazing. Um, but we had an opportunity this week to, to walk downtown Disney, which is mainly shopping, right, and, and, uh, and restaurants. Mm-hmm. And there's a pond there. And Riley's the one, uh, our 15-year-old. I was like, Dad, Dad, come here. So she was kind of like walking along. Dude, tanks oh. everywhere. No. Just following you. Ooh. Like puppies, dude. Oh, wait for you. They're to like puppies. <laughs> I mean, four to six pounders. Like they were carp, dude. Everywhere. Dude, you know Disgusting. what's... Disgusting. You know what's neat? And you didn't even know this five or six years ago, but when you caught that Japanese bass, eight pounds, it's a parallel. 
he gave you his eight pounds. You gave him nothing in return. Kind of like when we had Mauricio here in his Jap Friends right, show. Right, right. They brought you like $200 they bottles did. of sake, and you gave him a, a fucking Chewbacca action figure. And they figure. didn't take it. I, gave, I did. I gave... Look, look. It was actually hard for me yeah. at the time. I looked around, and I'm like... It was the first thing I saw, and I'm like, God, I don't want to part with this, because this is such a collector's item. It's so important. It's so important to the show. But I'm like, Mauricio... His entourage, I'm like, I'm going to do it. You know what, though? Here's the Did deal. Did you go back into his bag when they went to bed and grab it back out? <laughs> 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 I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I should have, but I didn't. No, he just, left uh, <laughs> he just left. But the, the neat thing is, uh, so Marizo and I filmed for a few days after that. And when they left, uh, we made a pact that this time next year, I'm going to Japan what? to film over there with him. Nice. So when I go there, yeah. we're going to put together a very nice package. Bring some swag. Oh, Marizo. Yeah, yeah, some swag. Some swag. And a very, very, we'll do very American, what's very you, American shit? Uh, like you, jeans, cheeseburger. You'll add a Han Solo. Cheeseburger. We'll bring a cheeseburger. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Luke's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pack of condoms. <laughs> Pistol. <laughs> A we'll figure something out. A pistol. Steering wheel cover. <laughs> a syringe. Yeah. Uh, so, so Ike Live uh, field trip. Awesome. Ike Live field trip. Oh, yeah, the whole for everybody. Crew. Absolutely. <laughs> we're going on, we only travel first class. We're so. going if to we're Japan. sitting in a plane that long, we're only traveling first class. Hey, we also got, don't forget, we're not going to talk about it now, but we got to discuss our, our future trip. Maybe put it, you don't want to do one element that we want to do. Let's talk about that. I later. do want to talk about that. All right, that we got a trip we got to talk about later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. We got to we got to weed this all out. I do want to talk about that. Okay. All right. Uh, but let, let's uh, let's wrap up Disney. Anybody? Uh, any any more comments about Disney? Brian, did you want to mention anything? Because I know you were just there too. Did you want to mention anything about Disney? Um, no. Okay. Well, real, real quick <laughs> it was though, great though. Had if good time. you're a yep. Disney fan and you do want to partake in an amazing podcast, we do have a homie that has a Disney podcast. Yes, we do. Yep. What, what, give, give give the information there, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way ready. <laughs> Doug, on. his name's Doug. Doug, yeah, yeah. Um, He's got a great WDW uh, Magical Main Street Memories. Magical Main Street Memories. He's got a Doug's got a great podcast Absolutely about awesome Disney. Podcast, yep. uh, if you want to watch that, shout out to Doug. Uh, let's keep going. So, so we're talking about Marizo. Let's let's jump into that because I do want to recap that. Oh. That was freaking awesome. Yes, Dude. it was. Was that not a great show? <laughs> they were awesome so guys, fun. man. Yeah. So for the viewers, for you guys watching, we actually hung out with them till probably about 4 o'clock in the morning. And every one of those dudes out back, they were just so cool, man. Yep. Oh, they were great. I could have I I I hung with them till the, till the light oh, came dude, up, they were man. great. We, yep. had, we had the bonfire going. Yep. They were going down the, the zip line. And, the zip line. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll tell one story. So for the viewers that don't know, Mike has a, uh, a like a – a climbing rope in his backyard attached to an oak tree that's probably about 50 feet up. And the guys that were athletic enough were climbing up. And someone came up with the idea not to just climb up and touch the top of the trunk, but to do pull-ups. So one of Marijou's buddies <laughs> got up there and hit a couple reps and didn't have the ability to climb back down the rope. And slid all the way down, oh, holding on no. to this big ass Burns. tow rope, and just his hands looked like he was touching coals. Man, he got smoked. Dude, it was I like got a cartoon. Smoked. Another one just fell completely and landed like sideways, like bam, like right on the ground, dude. It was crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't even get off the ground. But. I, I smoked my hands coming down. <laughs> yeah, stock two blisters. Yep, yep. Wow. The smell of burning flesh is disgusting. Nah, those dudes too, were cool, man. I, I, I oh, could they do were a great. show with did them you, all the time. Did you empty the sake? 
No. Nah, I stopped on the sock. I don't know what I was laying. Yeah, no. I was laying on the, the the what's that? The hammock. I was on the hammock the whole night, just out there drinking. Yeah, nice. We still have sake, by the way. Uh, but no, they they were a great bunch of guys. I thought the I thought the dichotomy the the the, the, the between Marizu and Cajun Baby was amazing. Yeah, it was great. I got to tell you though, the highlight of of that show. We got a picture there. Brian the Carpenter, get the picture up there. That's a great picture. This is from the night. This is outside. Uh, there's Cajun Baby. Marizo and me. I look pretty intoxicated right by the fire. It's a great picture. Nice. Uh, I, I got to tell you, the highlight of that last show for me was the script reading between you and Cajun Baby. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I th- I thought your acting ability was on par, Pete. Well, that makes one. I mean, you no, you warmed <laughs> up. You were a little rough in the beginning. <laughs> But by the time you got to the dart in the neck, you crazy, you crazy man. I thought, I yeah. thought you were right on. That's I thought good. you were right on. I yeah. laughed the hardest at the Jerry Maguire one between Cliff and uh, Mauricio. Yeah, that was my uh, favorite that, one. That was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. But they they were uh, great guys, and uh, and it, just to fill you in, we did film a little bit with Mauricio uh, for the next couple days. So uh, the next day, we just filmed out here on my lake. Oh, <laughs> wow! It must be break. Sound effect. I like it. Uh, we did film out here on my lake for a little bit, uh, for half a day, and then we hit two really unique locations. Uh, and the one is the upper Schuylkill River, above the falls at the Art Museum in Philadelphia. Neat. Really, really cool opportunity. We got permission um, from Todd Pride and uh, the city of Philadelphia to launch a big boat up there. Launch two big boats up there. Right. Uh, and, and just Todd, Todd is with the youth. Todd is with the Mid Mid Atlantic Youth Anglers, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, really guy responsible for bringing the uh, bass event to Philadelphia. Great guy, great angler, I didn't know. Uh, and cool fishery up there. The shock for me um, was that it was. Very similar to the lower pool, which surprised me um, because that upper pool, zero pressure, milfoil everywhere, dude. No the entire pool is milfoil. Hmm. And it was basically set up and fished the exact same way as the lower Schuylkill pool. You know, we caught 21, 22 <laughs> fish. And out of those fish, they were all smallmouth except one. And we only had seven keepers out of 22 fish. Wow. So and and of those seven keepers, three or four were two, over two pounds, and three or four were, you know, twelve to fourteen inches, you know, pound pound and a halfers. Interesting. So very similar to what you see on the lower section. Right. What well, what's the deal with that, Pete? Why is that? It's notorious for small fish, but you know, it's funny you say that because I just got a report uh, about the headwaters of the Schuylkill. Yeah. Where you have to float. Yeah. That's way up. That's above Maniunk. You're pre- producing, like above Valley Forge. Oh, way, 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 way up. Okay. And uh, they're producing quality smallmouth on float trips wow. up in that part of the Schuylkill. Why, though? Why there and not where Mike was? Huh? What? It's got to be something to do with the forage base. You know, I mean, when yeah. you get up into the uh, the Susquehanna, which is loaded with tanks, yeah, you can walk across the crawfish. Right. I mean, there's just so it's just so full of nutrients, and it's it's feeding yeah. that. But that, that's the only way I could explain. It. Or I, the scullers have scared all the bass out of the area. That could be. And they were pretty <laughs> pissed off. I, mean, I, they, I was going to say they all looked at us like we were freaking aliens. Except <laughs> at the very end of the day, you know how they have the um, so they have like the 
motorized boats, and there's kind of ones, I guess, like security boats or whatever. I know, the guy with the bullhorn, it's like, yeah, bullhorn, right? Yeah, so yeah. so all of them were either pissed off and said something to us or looked at us weird, except at the very end of the day, two younger kids in one looking at us, looking at us, like, oh, great, here it goes again. It's the end of the fucking day. They're still harassing us. They start coming over. And they recognized us, and it, we gave them autographs and all this shit, and it was awesome, you That's know. Cool. But uh, but we did get a lot of harassment. But here was the shock. So what'd you get harassed for? I, Just for being there? For being up there? For being up there? Everybody's Normal a shit. Cop. Cooper River shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they think yeah. they own the place. Yeah, you know, wants money to talks. To yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. colleges got the money. The row, the scullers got. They got the money. Yeah. The bass fishermen are a bunch of freaking bums. Get them out of here. It's the same crappy, crappy thing. It is a know? thing. It is it's a, a thing. that it's is terrible. a definite thing. We're seeing the scholars take over lakes it's like well, that's Mercer public, Lake. That's a like public Cooper. fishery. Yeah, that's a public fishery. Right, but they're getting it shut down for tournaments. They it's got crap. Mer- they got Mercer shut down for for fishing tournaments, and we're not allowed to have our motors. But the scholars in their callers, right, right. whatever they call that guy that that barks the orders, Dude, he's he's allowed to have a motor. That's not right. He's allowed to have an outboard, and they run it all day. Yeah, it's and, politics uh, and money yeah. as usual. You get them in the Christina on the Delaware, too. The University of Delaware has their skull team right there on the Christina. Yep. Yep. Come across them all the time going up there. Yep. It's crap. It's crap. It's it's simply crap. Uh, And then the second day, the last day with Marizo, um, we went up to, and I know a lot of you have heard of this fishery uh, from other Ike Live shows and from a lot of my posts, the the famous, the world famous (laughs) Tick Hole. And we went to the Tick Hole, and I got to tell you, it was not the tick hole of old. Uh, very, very disappointing. It was a good day. Don't get me wrong, but by any standards, you know we had, you know we had a thirty mid thirty to forty fish day, which is a great day by by normal standards. Uh, but huh. Dave, tell everybody about the heyday of All the right. tick hole. Tell everybody about the heyday of the tick so hole. So the key about the heyday of the tick hole, the water was higher. It was high. So the water are, was higher. There's a creek that the tick hole spills over into, and the creek itself is a foot and a half, two foot. So the last time I was up there, and it's the same conditions with you, the creek was barely barely had any water in it at all. So the water levels are substantially lower. Yeah. But when the water was higher, there was a whole lot more milfoil, and it was just better fishing. You know, but in recent years, uh, the water level's been lower. Uh, it, it's over top of peat. It was an old peat bog that they used to farm for peat. This peat? No. <laughs> okay. Not peat. Not peat not. This is peat moss. Peat moss. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the water levels are lower. It, it, it definitely has affected the way the place fishes. It's nowhere near like it was. I go bear with my son a couple times, you know, a couple times already. Brought the canoe out there. I made a canoe dolly to drive our bikes there with it, you know, and... Uh, Huh. It's different. There's water chestnuts in there now. Don't know how the hell they got there, but they got there. Really weird. Really you know? weird. The trail in there, um, and and you know we used to, the the main trail going in is about a mile, and then you'd get to a spot where it kind of dead ended, and then you'd have you can go right or left, and it was a struggle to get in either way. The left was a little easier, but it was a tight trail, and now they came in there with a bushwhacker, and they opened up that trail, so it's. More ac- more people are accessing it easier. Uh, you see in that back pond, you see Senkos laying around, and you can see trails yeah. through the reeds, and uh. it's just getting fished. I mean, um, I remember you know the heyday when we early days when we fished it. If you missed one on a frog, you throw back. You could throw back ten fucking times, and he would eventually get that frog. And now, if they miss it once, it's done. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could tell they're seeing the frog more. Right. I had to go to a swim bait. I went to a, a, a little havoc swim bait to catch a lot. So getting a little educated. Getting a little educated. So the 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 heyday of the tick hole may be over. Uh, want to pour some out, everybody? Can pour some out for the tick hole. <laughs> Got to pour a little bit out for the tick hole. Get a little bit on that carpet there. Um, well, so but I there ask? are other tick holes around. Well, so you, you're filming with Marizu for his yes. TV show. Yes. So you, did you do like three different episodes, like for the three bodies of water? Or? Well, yeah, we did. We got a lot of footage. So we filmed two things. We filmed for his TV show. And by the way, he has the longest running bass fishing show in Japan. That's amazing. Going on like 17, 18 years. Amazing. Uh, we filmed for that. We also filmed for a web a website. And they left the flyer. Brian, it's, it's hanging back there, I think, on that billboard. Uh, they've got a new website they're creating that's a uh, a free website that you can go and watch all this international footage of, of all different species. So it's for that. And I actually got to film on the last day with my Sony cameras at the tick hole. And so you're going to be seeing some some film on my side, too, of that of that trip. It's pretty neat. Pretty neat experience. So a great three days at Marizu. Uh, and then let me wrap this part up by letting everybody know, and I don't even know if you guys know this, Cajun Baby had his Cajun baby. Yes, oh, good. Did. Yeah. Ah, uh, awesome. I want to say two days ago, yeah. Shout out to Cajun baby. Awesome. Uh, he's probably watching right now. He doesn't want to change shitty diapers, so he's watching the show. Yeah, congrats, Cliff. Yeah, congrats. Uh, I, I want to say like high sevens, like almost an eight-pounder. Nice. Little boy. So congratulations. That's awesome. Oh, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah. I hey, wish he lived around here, dude. What, how, how would that be uh, having him here every uh, single yeah, it'd week? Oh, yeah. It'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be bad. It'd be good at the he's same so time. He's cool, dude. He's a, he's a cool, great, laid-back guy. Yeah. Like, really for cool you guys that, that follow Fish and the True Fish Heads, go to his website. Check out his sponsors because yeah. he's really a good guy. He's man. down to earth. One of the best. Yeah. He he's is. down to earth. And that's the, like one of the first times I met him. Like I just kind of I met him. I shook his hand. And then I kind of just stepped back and was just... He's like one of the realest. Like he don't put on. He doesn't put on a show. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's, yeah. there's no, uh, you know, oh, I'm worried about my sponsors or, you know, like a different person when he fishes to w- what he is normally. Just a very open, down to earth guy. Yeah. That's rare mm-hmm. these days in professional fishing. Very rare. Hope he makes it. Oh yeah, he'll he'll do okay. I'm sure he'll do okay. He's got a win coming up in his future somewhere. You know, he does what he does. You know what I mean? When he gets on that. Shallow power fishing deal, that's his. That's his shit. You know what I mean. That's how he's gonna win. Uh, Brian, what do you what do, what do you want to do at this juncture? We're uh, we're we're a little bit in. You want to take some IMs? You want to move on to? Uh... Uh, let me tell you something. I got a. Uh, we can. What time is it? Uh, we can get into the uh, our first caller, which you never mentioned who we have uh, calling mm-hmm. in. We do I, have a guest caller tonight. I didn't mention it. Yeah, let yeah. me let, let me uh, let me mention it before I do that though. Let me. Um, let me uh, remind everybody of, of my my shirt that I'm wearing tonight. You want to get a you want to get a close of your shirt. <laughs> Let me get get a close set of, of this. This is actually this is denim. This is actually a denim shirt, is it collared right? shirt. Yeah, it's what denim. What is that? Horses? It's uh it's it's uh, waterfowl. Oh. I have a hunter on there. I have a hunter. I have a dog. I have a bird dog on the shirt. Um, pretty pretty phenomenal shirt. What do you think about it, Pete? It's an amazing shirt. Thank uh, you. It's complimented by that brand new logo I see you wearing Thank you. on your hat. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. I want to give that? a special shout out to uh to James Riley. Uh well, James Riley, good friend of the show, good friend of Bash University. Uh, uh spruced up and redesigned the Ike logo. Looking good. Thank you James. Love it. Love it. Looks good. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, no, nah, dude. The shirt's cool. Thank you. you, know, you like if it? not for the hat, 
with the pink pants and the, the glasses that Kennedy wore on MTV, I would think you were completely gay. <laughs> Kennedy! <laughs> Kennedy! Wow, that was a blast of the past. That was a blast. Kennedy. Uh, sorry. These, do they look like Kennedy guys? I could have probably delivered that, but uh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> that was nice effort. We've, you know, we've got all the, the we've got like a 2016 to 22 year olds, like. Who the hell's Kennedy? Kennedy. Yeah, she talking, about, she talking about the president? The Google machine probably don't even bring her up, Wasn't dude. he shot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kennedy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but we do have uh, a very special guest tonight that's Skyping in. And uh, and this is, a, this is a unique guest because normally on Ike Live, we've got the very top cream of the crop uh, elite guys. FLW pro guys, right? We've got... You know the Aaron Martins of the of the world. You know calling in. Uh, you know the the very top of the sport. Or we have athletes, mainstream athletes, celebrities calling in. And tonight we have someone who's not that, but just as important in my opinion. And uh, very unique guest. And uh, okay. Uh, and it is Sunny Ridge Hawk. And for those of you that don't know the name, he is the co-angler champion at the FLW Cup a few weeks ago. Uh, he's going to be joining us tonight via Skype. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, want to talk to him about his quest to turn pro, uh, his win, his big win, of course. And he was the last official co-angler winner in FLW. There will be no more co-anglers at the FLW Cup. He was the last one. Wow. So we want to talk about that. That's very historic. All right, what am I looking at here? Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, try to get Sonny. Okay, you're going to try to get Sonny. Yeah, and that's that's a, uh, a uh, press release or a shout-out for uh, Tackle Mods. Oh, for Tackle Mods. Okay. It's, a tour, it's another uh, organization he's helping out with. Gotcha. Okay, let me read this real quick. Um, so we've got an organization here. It's the Jersey Shore Beach and Boat Fishing Tournament. Uh, it's the nation's first statewide saltwater fishing tournament. It runs from April 1st to November 30th. All right, so we're a little late in promoting this. Uh, we're only $20. <laughs> you can join 11000 All right, it's a cool deal if you like the saltwater fish. Good job, Mike. you got uh, a month to compete. you got a month. Uh, anyway, if, listen, this is a good thing. If you like the saltwater fish, check it out, Beach and Boat. Dot com. Beach and Boat. Beach and boat dot com. That's a good thing. Check it out. Better late than never. So, Sonny Hawk. Sonny Hawk. Very yeah. excited to, to hear this guy. Yeah, me too. I was so impressed, like, with him on the stage, listening to him talk. Before he even before he even won. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you knew he was doing well. He's such a well-spoken young man. He's not even, like, he's not the normal guy. He wasn't up there wearing, like, he wasn't the kind of guy that's going to get ish mad and have him, like, Pros Lives Matter, like sure, because he's not wearing any jerseys or anything. Right. Like he's up there with like a T-shirt on, and he's talking well. And uh, I like, I mean, I, we watched, we talked about him. We yeah, like. Him, I, I, I tell you, the Coes have a tough job. It has got to be a difficult thing to win. I mean, you're you're getting drawn with who knows guys that are on fish, guys that aren't on fish, guys that are mean to you, yeah, guys that purposefully keep you away from the productive habitat, and somehow you've got to create a a strategy to to win, yeah, on, uh, and not not get frustrated by that, you know. Are you familiar with this kid though? No, honestly, he's, very, I, he's a charismatic I'll be, kid. He, I'll be he's in, he's talking a, to him for the nice first guy. time. Yeah. 
It's awesome. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Uh, Brian, we have him? We have him up? Are we ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, we're ready. So uh, joining us, I don't know from where, I don't know if he's at home in Salt Lake or where he's at, but we're going to ask him in a second. Uh, Joining us is the FLW co-angler champion, recent champion, and the last champion in the the world, the last champion in history of FLW, Sonny Ridge Hawk. Sonny. (laughs) Hey, Sonny. How are you tonight? Yo, champ. I'm doing good. Doing well. Just uh, hanging out in Salt Lake at my house. In Salt Lake. Good good to see you, man. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for carving out some time for this ridiculously idiotic show. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. No problem. No problem. So, the show. I, the Everybody's first, so amazing. Thank you. Uh, the first question i got to ask you is, so we're still relatively recent from, from your win. I mean, we're only, what, th- three weeks or so. Has it set in yet? I mean, this is, this is a big deal. Even on the co-angler side, it's a, that's a big deal. That's a big win. Has it all set in for you yet now that you're home and you're, you know, your you're post-win? Has it set in? Um, it's kind of set in. Um, I still have a job, so I, I've just been back at work and doing my thing. I couldn't bring my trophy home because I didn't drive out. So it's at my dad's house, and I'm going to scoop that up when I, on my way to Clear Lake in like two weeks. So wow. probably once I get the trophy actually here, it'll probably hit me pretty good. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, l- let me re- refresh my memory. So um, tell me every day, what was your standings every day going into the, the final round? Were you in that top ten every day? Yeah, I was leading first day, and then the second day I was still leading and won. Wow, so you held it every day. You were Wire you were to wire. Wire to wire. Yep. It's pretty Over amazing. All the brutal competition. That's pretty amazing. Now, Pete was talking right before you came on. Did you have a strategy going into the event? Because that's different, right? Because, like, from a pro standpoint, you know, you've got, you know, you're in control. You know, you, you, you can sit down and, and write notes and say, okay, here's my plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. What is your mindset going into this tournament, going into each day? Do you, do you have a strategy on what you're going to do? Or do you play it by ear, you know, play it minute by minute as he takes you places? Yeah, well, that a lot of tournaments are are uh, a lot of people just beating the bank, and they're going they're going at the bank, and you can do that, and I can do that fairly well behind somebody. I was worried that that someone would take me out deeper, and they're throwing on specific brush piles, right, and. And, you know, you can't just wing one out there in front of the guy or anything. Yeah. So I was kind of nervous about that. Um, I had a couple of, of ideas of what I was going to do. I thought I'd be throwing a crankbait a lot. Um, that's what I was doing in practice and pre-practice was throwing a crankbait. Um, and a little bit of topwater, but not much. And then um, drop shotting and shaky head and all that stuff. Gotcha. But I I ended up just throwing topwater pretty much in the tournament and it it paid off. I figured it'd be it was really tough fishing and I figured that it would be one of the better ways to get a good fish. Yeah, not as many bites, but when you get bit on it, it's going to be a quality fish. Yeah, definitely. Now, what topwater did you throw? I threw a Lucky Craft Gunfish, That's the cool. Chartreuse Shad. Yep. And I also was throwing a frog a little bit. I caught only one on the frog, and the rest were on the gunfish. Gotcha. It's good topwater. Yeah. Sonny, what did you throw the uh, what did you throw the topwater on? The gunfish. On uh, I rod, 
734. Spin in um, or baitcast? With, uh, yeah, baitcast uh. with uh, probably 17 mono on it. Yeah, keep it up, keep it floating. Who who did you who'd you fish with on day one? Uh, Clark Wendelin. Clark Wendelin. He, he had a good day. He had a good day. Yeah, Clark. Yeah. Clark's a super stud on the FLW tour. Yeah. And uh, yeah. how, how did how did he do? Were you catching him toe to toe with Clark, or how did that how did that work out? Um, he was catching him pretty much all day. Um, I was catching just small non keepers throughout the day, and then we got into a certain area. And he started flipping some grass, and um, I love throwing the frog. I'll always throw the frog. It's it's really fun. I've won more money on the frog than anything probably. And so I was throwing the frog behind him, and I missed one. Well, one came up and didn't eat it, and I just kept doing that. And I don't really like to flip behind someone flipping unless it's like a Thule uh, line, and then you can hit different holes that they're hitting. So... It was, it was interesting fishing behind him. Um, I mean, he was vacuuming him up for sure. And, uh, yeah, I just ended up, stopped throwing the frog and then hit uh, the gunfish open open water uh, right above the holes in the weeds. Are you allowed five? You're allowed five fish in FLW, right? Yeah, you are. Wow. What was your bag on day one? Um, thirteen six, I think. That's 13, good bag. Yeah, that's, that, good bag yeah. that's strong in that tournament that's in particular. Really strong. It was so so tough. How about Be- the, behind Clark? Yeah. I, yeah what did what Clark. did Clark have? Um, Three pounds. I don't remember. It was <laughs> it was up there. Now he had like um, fifteen or sixteen on day one. Okay. How about how about day two? Take us through day two. Yeah, day two. I fished with uh, Michael Neal. Yeah. And we fished kind of. A similar deal um you know he wasn't originally throwing topwater i don't think and you can't share any information so i never told him what i was catching him where i was catching him anything like that um but he you know soon found out that i was throwing the gunfish all day when all day with him i was throwing the gunfish again so uh that was that was really cool though he's 23 so he's a year younger than i am and it was cool fishing with another younger dude too. Not that Clark wasn't spry or anything; he was awesome to fish with. But it was cool fishing with the younger dude that's like made it up to a professional level, and he's on tour and everything. Yeah. Well, that's that. So now you're sitting in the lead, and you only then you have one more day, right? You don't fish on the last day. Yeah, three days. Yeah. No, two days. Two days. That's it. Okay, yeah, just two days. Um, for this one, they normally do three. Um, even though I was leading, I still love fishing, so I was really bummed out I didn't get out to go another day. Oh, well, you yeah. should. Yeah. I was going to say, you should have uh, been like, what do you call Just went out and fished again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Should have took Where my dad out Wheeler? and went Wheeler. and fished because he didn't make the cut. Who didn't? My dad. Oh, your dad? <laughs> oh, your dad? Did your dad fish too? Yeah, he qualified for the cup. Wow. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Brian yeah. Carpenter, that wasn't on the notes. Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Sort of. <laughs> how much? How much did you win? Uh, fifty thousand. Nice. That's a good yeah. payday. Yes, it is. Yeah. Sonny, what what are your uh, what are your aspirations in fishing? Um, I want to go pro. Um, I'm gonna try and work that out to do to do it next year and then fish 
probably still out west. I don't have enough money or anything to fish the tour, so I can't do that. I don't have a boat currently, not a bass-ready tournament boat, but uh, try to figure that out and then fish the Western Revax as a pro and other Western circuits. I could sell you one for less than fifty grand. <laughs> you can, you can. Yeah, talk to my wife. She's she's a boat salesperson. Uh, that that's a tough thing to come out of. It's a tough thing to turn pro, period. Yeah. But to come out of the West, it's even tougher. Don't don't you agree? Don't you feel like it's it's? I don't want to say it's a detriment because so many of the top pros now are from the West, mm. and I think being from the West gives you advantages. When you do make it, when you finally make it right to the top. But getting yeah. there is a very difficult thing. I mean, for crying out loud, Salt Lake City, you're in the middle of freaking nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, I, not not saying that in a bad way, but, you in know. The, in the bass fishing in world. In the bass fishing you're world. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're in the middle of nowhere. And that's a tough thing. Do, have you thought about, you know, because you're a young dude, right? You're a young dude. You know, you want to be pro. Have you thought about relocating geographically to help you in your quest to turn pro? Yeah, I definitely have. Um, I have family in southern Illinois, and that wouldn't be a bad place. The tour circles kind of around there, and you know you have BFLs all over the place and everything else to fish. Out west, you don't have anything to fish. Right. I mean, you got little club tournaments and, and then the Rayovacs and a couple other little western trails, but you really don't get to go out and and fish that much, right? For sure. Um, but I mean, yeah, you have studs that come out of the West. Luke Lawson, he won the the Cup and the Classic. You got Aaron Martins, who is consistent as all can be. You got you know you got some pretty heavy hitters coming out of the West. So there's no doubt, Sonny. I, I was yeah. just watching the uh, Angler of the Year standings for the elites. And they are West Coast loaded Big in time. the top 12 right now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like eight of the top 12, some some ridiculous huh. number. Yeah. All from the West right now. Yeah. It might it might change in the last tournament, but yeah. But the West Coast guys are definitely very very strong. I I have a question for you though, Sonny. I know, um, as a co angler, I I I room with a lot of co anglers, and Ooh. they they talk about. <laughs> What do you mean? You know, by they're, they're, it's always like a, it's almost like a sewing circle. These guys, they have dirt on every single one of the pros. <laughs> <laughs> they know who's good to fish with and they're, who they're psyched to fish with. Yeah. Who they're like, oh my god, I can't believe I got to fish yeah. with that guy. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, who who were your best and worst of this year to even get to the cup? Uh, actually, I that was last year. Um. To qualify for the cup for me mm-hmm. through the Railbacks, um, I didn't have a single pro that I didn't like last year. Boo! <laughs> he must not have gotten the fever. I'm serious. Um, oh yeah, you didn't have Dave Lefevre, right? No. 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 Okay. I yeah. fished with him before in the juniors, though. You did. Did he yeah. ask you for? Did he ask you for um, oil and gas money? Three, four no. times. <laughs> yeah. No. No oil and gas money. But yeah, it it was interesting fishing with him. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you say he sucked. I mean, I, I agree. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's he move on. Not, he uh, did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're but did you, did you have any guys that really tried to help you? Like, like no, the the guys that I always remember were the Hibdens. 
Everybody that ever fished with one of the Hibdens said they are the greatest draw in the world. Uh, Dion and Guido both stopped what they were doing, give the co-anglers baits, helped them catch fish if they couldn't. Uh, did you have any real aces like that? Um, yeah, I had a couple uh, that were like that. I fished with Mike Folkstead at Clear Lake, oh, and legend. I got like eighth or ninth in that one. And uh, I I didn't have very many fish, and he he's like went to go uh, he went punching trying to get, catch a big one. He had a limit of like I don't know twelve pounds or something, and he needed a good kicker. And he's like, I'm gonna just go punching, and we did that for like two hours. Didn't get a single bite. And he's like, all right, I don't know. Let's go get you a limit at least. And so we went back to a spot we caught some earlier on, and uh, I rounded out my limit that was pretty good. And then the second day of that same tournament, I fished with uh, Maurice Miller the second, just a West Coast dude, really cool. Um, he's, he's like, man, I sucked it up. I didn't have anything. I got nothing. I got no water. All my water's burned. I'm not catching them. What do you want to do? I'm like, Let, I love throwing a crankbait, and that's how I was catching them. So I just said crankbait and rocks, and that's what we did all day, and then got into it and did good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so, Hey, yeah. Sonny, you want to have some fun? I just got a few questions. I don't know. Sonny. That might be a trick question. <laughs> no, it's, it's a direct <laughs> question. Hey, fun, for us. fun for us. Fun for us. No, you have a unique name, Sonny Ridge Hawk. Are, are you are you Native American or what's going on with that name? Uh, partially, I'm not. I mean, not anything to brag about or anything, but a little bit Native American. Um, but yeah, my parents. I don't know what they were thinking, but I'm glad they thought it. That's I mean, a cool name. The I mean, it's the badass name there ever was. I mean, it's <laughs> not it's not like tomahawk throwing cool, but it's pretty cool, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I'm not. Come on. So, Sonny, I, another question, buddy. So, you're from Utah. Out here in the Northeast, most of us are all Catholics. We get ripped on, and, you know, rightfully so. We get ripped on a lot throughout the throughout the world for being Catholics. Now, by any chance, are you Mormon? <laughs> I am not. I'm okay. Not Mormon. Well, there goes uh, that whole Mormon thing. All right, dude. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There sure is a lot of Mormons. Nothing wrong with being Mormon. I mean, they're good people. Can, Mor- can Mormons uh, fish on Sunday? I don't think so. Can I, they? Can they keep more than five keepers in their live well? Uh, yeah. As long as they're female. As long. As <laughs> <laughs> good one, Beck. Yes. Good one, Beck. Uh, nice. Wow. Uh, Thank you for that, Rebecca. That was awesome. That was awesome. I have to go to church now. (laughs) (laughs) Let me remind everybody, uh, if you've got questions for Sonny, uh, chime in. Hit us up on our Instagram. Also, you can hit us up on social media. It's at Ike Live Show, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, And and also, uh, if you have any questions about anything, including Rebecca, she just sat on the couch, let us know. Uh, So, Sonny, let, let me ask you this. So, with the with with the big win, have you have you already allotted that money? What you're going to do with it? Have you have have you set some aside, or you know, have you taken that money and said, okay, here's kind of my nest egg for what I want to do the next couple of years, or did you just say, screw it and go out and buy like a used Lamborghini and strippers? <laughs> no, uh, 
No, I definitely didn't get any strippers or allowances. Because <laughs> that's what Ish did. Fact. But, uh, yeah, I, I did some mathematics and figured out that I could fish. I could fish for a year and not buy a boat, but get a loan for a boat, pay for the loan, pay for my Tundra, pay for my house, pay for everything and all my entry fees and gas and everything for one year. And that would give me one year to go as a pro if that's what if that's what I'm doing with my one shot. So That's, that's risky. Good strategy. That's risky. That's risky, yeah. but it's good strategy. It's risky, Sonny. Yeah, but you're <laughs> not yeah. married. You don't have kids. I mean, you you can take risks yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I'm 24. I uh, just got a good check. I got a good job right now. If I did that, I'd probably lose my job. But Yeah, you're probably better I off opening up a deli in Salt Lake City. Yeah. And you are gambling it on <laughs> trying to make Telly. it as a pro, my friend. <laughs> yeah. you know? I'm just but, being real with you, Sonny, because I like you. I liked when you yeah. were on stage. I actually thought that the crowning of the co-angler champion was much more um, appealing than the way they did the, the boater. Like, Sonny had this massive support structure on the stage with him. I mean, it looked like he had both grandparents, parents. There was kids running around all over the place. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know, Sonny. I just, uh, I would advise you maybe to think a little harder about spending that whole fifty grand on, on uh, chasing the, the fool's gold, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, that's, I think that's good, pretty good advice. You know, at this stage of the game, maybe you can uh, acquire some help, and in, in the form of sponsorship and uh, and 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 get a little help. And uh, a best university subscription. Yeah, well, you're, yeah. Gonna, you're gonna you're gonna need you're gonna need that money uh, down the road. The sports the sport can chew you up and spit you out, but uh, but sponsorship I would highly recommend that you you seek and not burn your downers. own cash. Nah, you guys are being downers. This is a good kid, man. Downers. I know. He's but a well spoken guy. He can, yes. He needs. I think he needs. Hey, I I. I know, but you. I, I I think it's a it's a fifty fifty deal though. I I hear what you and Peter are saying, but at the same time, a young guy coming off a big win with a big, uh, big nice chunk of money, that's a great opportunity to take it, take the opportunity, take the chance. You know what I mean? He's in he's in a unique situation here, where he can gamble a little bit more than than a regular dude could. If you know, if he had just graduated college and he had this wanted to do the same gamble, it would be debt. He can make this gamble without yeah. it be necessarily being straight debt at this point. Well, Sonny, how old are you? Twenty four. I'm twenty four. And you said you got your own house? Yeah, well, I'm not owning it, I'm renting it. I still but yeah, we have a house and I have a truck. Okay. The brand new tundra. Nice. All right. Yeah. yeah I it, say go for it. <laughs> Get more active on social media. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you're going to go for you. it, now's the chance. If you tiptoe around it, you might never make it. If you dive balls in, like, here's your chance to find out if you can do it. And then you didn't hurt yourself in any way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think losing 50 grand is pretty hurtful. It How is, about but, if you, but if that's your dream? <laughs> no, I just, I'd say, I say go for your dream. I'm just yeah. saying go for it smartly. You know, you got right. 50 grand will carry you one year with a, with a strong effort and and working hard in the off season to get yourself connected with with some people. That 50 grand could carry you for three years or four years. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, you know, now now you're really making it making an effort. So I just you know I'm all for you know t- I took that chance. You know I I I I had that shot and I took it and uh, 
you know, but uh, I advise guys to, you know, just to be as smart as you can. If you can find sponsorship, do it. Oh, yeah. You know, FLW especially because there's, you know, there's some opportunities there. You're the co-angler champion. Maybe maybe there's a team deal opportunity for you in the upcoming season. Uh, and that'll, man, that could carry you for two he, or three years right there. He won't there. have a pr- problem in the personality department. Like, you know, some of these guys... They they have a real hard time throwing money to because they speak like robots. This this kid this kid's articulate. He was you had to see him. Now on do stage. you do you have good. plans on staying with FLW or are you not specific to FLW? Would um, you go to Bass? I, I like FLW and how it's set up. Um, I know I fish their stuff the most because you know the Bass Opens just started like what two years ago or something. They started doing that out west more and. Uh, I, I wouldn't be opposed to fishing those, that's for sure. Um, I just know everybody in FLW, and I like how they run their, their deal, and everything's good. So Gotcha. Just think of it this way, Sonny. All right, Pete Glusek, who's, who's the co-host of this show, is a very successful angler who had won several tournaments as an FLW pro. And uh, they didn't go throwing boats at him. So just don't, you know, just don't think that if you go and win, that on that merit alone you're going to go get get floated around in some sponsor rap. You know, just think about that dude, before you go and kick out yeah. all that money. They Pete's, threw they threw a few boats what, at we me. like financial advisors for this poor kid? No, I'm just trying to help him. That's all. Yeah, we, we just want the best for you. That's all. Yeah. And we're talking. Yeah. About it. Hey, hey, Sonny. Yeah. I, I rolled the dice on a business when I was 21 that everybody said I was an idiot to do. It's successful now. Sometimes you just got to roll the dice. And I'm not saying don't yeah. throw all that money away when you got a lot of it. But yeah. n- nothing in life's worth doing if if you're not scared to death to do it. Okay, I was, you know, freaked out when I made the call. You know what I mean? Yeah, and anybody Jay, else who does something big like that gets freaked out too. Jay, so. there's there's hundreds of thousands of automotive places that 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 work. There's twenty anglers that that make a living being professional anglers and make a comfortable living. So let's not let's not say what you took a chance in is the same as what he's willing to do. That's all. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I took a chance to marry that guy, and look, here we are years later. See, so, see uh, some things didn't work. That was a big chance. That was right. a huge gamble. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Sonny, before we let you go, and by the way, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, awesome, awesome uh, victory there. Uh, congratulations again. Uh, let everybody know, you do have some social media stuff going on, and why you why you have everybody's ear. Let them know if, if guys want to get a hold of you, if they want to follow you, if you've got some young, aspiring anglers that want to be like like you where can they track you down and where can they follow uh follow what you're doing yeah um i have a facebook under sunny ridge hawk and i have uh instagram and skype and twitter and uh yeah just under my instagram sunny ridge hawk <laughs> Oh, I don't remember the Twitter. Is that your manager? Is that your boss? (laughs) Your agent? That's your agent, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, that's my girlfriend. She put she put pretty much everything together on my social media deal. Good woman. Good woman. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but that just wrecked my whole next line of questioning. It did. He's got a girlfriend right there, dude. Oh. <laughs> you know what I always want to know? Media? Forget it, Sonny. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ, these guys. <laughs> what are you talking about? Did you have sexual questions? I was going to ask. He's a young guy. I want to live vicariously through him. He's running around all over the place. Oh, you thought he had cool sex name? in the cup? Like with random no. strangers? The night after nah, he won it? Nothing like that. He didn't get I, the cup. What, what was it? He had something. It wasn't a cup. He had a big-ass check. 
Well, did you have sex? Like did you have sex on the giant check? Yeah, the big giant. Did they give magic you the giant check? check? <laughs> I would have banged right on that giant check. Oh my god! <laughs> Throw her on the check. <laughs> Can we move on, Brian? Move this along. I'm gonna it's ravage you on this check. Sonny, thanks for joining us, and congratulations. Wish you the best. Keep in touch with us. Let us know how your uh, how your act, uh, everything's going. Let us know how you're doing. All right. Sonny, good job, Sonny. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Great, great co. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome to hear from a kid like that. You know, I call him a kid. He's 24. But you know, it actually this is a great transition point. You know what he what we're talking about here is uh, is something I've been talking about in my Bassmaster.com articles for like the last month, and it's kind of um, you know the future of the sport, right? What's right and what's wrong with the sport, and that's a major freaking issue. Is the money? It's a, and he's a prime example of it, right? Here you've got a young kid, 24 years old, that's worked his way up. Mm-hmm. He's through his performance, his personality, he's gotten to a place. Um, theoretically, he'll get ready here in the next couple of years to qualify to turn pro in one of these series, and when he does. They say, Sonny Hawk, you had a great season. You <laughs> earned all the points. You've come in third place overall. Congratulations. You've earned your spot to fish on the tour. And here is your entry form with your signature below. You are a professional angler, one of 150 in the world. And by the way, there's $50,000 you owe us at the bottom. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> is that yeah. right? No. no. That is so the- theoretically wrong. For a sport to be a true professional sport, I, you know, there's no doubt. I mean, it, to to qualify to do what he did, win that massive tournament, you would think, okay, well, you know, if you're a AAA ball player and you pitch no hitters or you know whatever it is, you're going to get a contract. You're gonna you're gonna get something, but your reward for being a great angler is you just get a bigger bill. You get a progressively larger and larger bill every time you qualify for something. And, you know, so now, you know, you've got to have the support crew in place that can that's a that's a sustainable business, a marketing business, a social media business, a sales business that can acquire sponsorship. You've got to He's just trying to figure out how to fish and be a great angler. But that's nowhere near good enough. You know, you've got to have that whole uh, other side to yeah. be successful. Yeah, but and, the uh, business model is what determines that entry fee. So you have the, the major the major sports, okay? They all have TV revenue. Yeah. Bass doesn't have any of that. All right? We don't know. Well, but it's not to well, the Come on, dude. They have a lot of revenue. They it's, not, it's not to the level of... You guys, you well, guys there's t- more than TV it's revenue. It's not to the level of what all the other sports it's, that you compare yourself uh, against have. Not well, even close. Well, no, there's, 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 there is some TV revenue. There's advertising revenue. There's location revenue, right? There's vendor revenue. There's sponsor revenue. There's publication revenue. There's website revenue. And the angler is the driving force behind all that revenue. Okay, so then what kind of money are they bringing in? Well, I don't know. All right. we, that's the big question. That's that's the transparency that the sport that the the sport I think really needs, so that we can figure out how to pay anglers properly. Because what you wind up having is a group of uh, talented anglers that are also very talented at business, right? And if you if you have one or the other, you're out. 
You know, so in, instead of being a true measure of a, of the talent ability to to compete and win tournaments, we you know we don't really have that. I agree with that. I agree you know? with that right there. That the money has taken a lot of talent out. You know, taking a lot of talent out. It's not and it's not right. It's not you know to get to where it needs to be. We're not a true professional sport yet because because Agreed. of the money. And and you know we need to get there. We need to get there somehow. Somehow. You know, there's a lot of steps to it. But the anglers having representation, the anglers working for themselves, for themselves, is a big part of that. I'd love to see our sport to a point where when a kid like this has this big accomplishment, we go, boom, here's your contract, kid. You got two years out on tour. Yeah. Here it is. That already exists. Where? That they're living the dream. They're living the dream boat guy. That's one around. guy. One guy. I put it exists. And it's an FLW. No, and then, unless your not name best. and and you can only qualify for that if your name is not solely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this. Dude. Solely got solely won that living the dream package, right. but for some tacticality or something. He didn't get it. He didn't get it because he said, dude, where's my <laughs> money? Dude, what, dude. The, what the fuck, dude? Dude. <laughs> dude. Where's my boat? And where's my boat, dude? <laughs> and they were like, nah, we're not going to give it but to you. But that living the dream is, is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And you ought to, you, you know, you ought, we ought to have a draft, or not a draft, but we ought to have the, when guys qualify to the next level, there ought to be a benefit for these young anglers. And I, I hope the sport, I hope we can achieve that for See, the See, I don't think there's as much excess on the top as you guys believe for them to be able to create a situation where you're not paying absorbent entry fees yeah i it's a i don't think it's up there that much you know but see here's the deal here's where i can debate it i can't really debate that because i have no idea we don't know but we do know that sponsorships going to these tournament organizations are in the six and seven figures uh coming in now that's saying someone pays seven figures to get an event to their city no, I'm not. I'm just saying, like great, great big companies oh. that are the the sponsors of the companies are paying in six figures, and sometimes uh, the cities are paying fifty to a hundred grand, right? And it, or believe, more, I, I, or more. Well, I'm I'm speaking. At, I have no earthly idea. This is all hearsay that I've heard from. People on the inside, people that are people that know people that are striking they're these privately deals. Owned. They're not publicly traded. So yeah, so we, so we them. don't re- we don't really know, but millions of dollars are being generated through our through our business. Yeah. Millions of dollars in tackle mm-hmm. sales, millions of dollars in sponsorship and ads on television. How much of that well, here, is profit? How much of that should be going the to great, the anglers? Here's the great thing about this whole conversation and struggle: bass fishing is not unique in any way. To any other sport that's ever lived or will live. Mm-hmm. Explain. Uh, baseball, football. All went through it. Golf. They're all at the top right now in professional sports. They all went through this same exact thing. The same exact thing. At one time, baseball players were making crap. They were working for crap. They could barely pay their bills. And the team owners... And the you know the 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 big guys at the top the the league owners were making all the money. Happened in football. It happened in golf. Happened yeah. in all those professional sports. Until one day <laughs> they organized. They cracked, <laughs> and that changed yeah. the sport. And that's what needs to happen in professional bass fishing. But you know, speaking of the finances of what you guys pay to be in this, is a great segue into the hot topic. Do you believe? Do you think so? 
It could be. You I know. don't even know what the hot topic is. We'll watch you read the sheet Brian oh, created. Oh, oh, oh. Hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> the spectators? Interfering with what you guys are doing. No? I right, fuck it then. We'll talk about something <laughs> else. Let's, let's just pontificate <laughs> shit we don't know about. I no, want it. All right. That's a good, that's a decent segue. And I do want to talk about that. But hold on a second. Let me remind everybody, uh, we've gotten really deep here. Uh, we went from a Sunny Hawk and we've gotten really deep. Let me remind you that we do want to hear from you. Please weigh in on what we're talking about. If you've got a thought or an opinion on where this sport should go. Uh, you know, is it a true professional sport? How can a kid like Sonny make it in the sport? If you want to weigh in on that, let us know. Hit us up on the IM. Uh, beautiful wife Rebecca just step back there. She's going to take over on the IM. Let us know. Uh, also, hit us up on our social media accounts. Beck, what do you got back there? You got something brewing? Yeah, I, I personally have my own question. You do? Oh, I like your your headgear tonight, by the way. Ask her what she's wearing. Go ahead. What are you wearing? Who, 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 who um, are you wearing I'm, tonight? I'm wearing my Free People top. And free my, People? My Minnie Mouse ears. And Minnie Mouse ears. Free People and Minnie Mouse. we came home with about 20 of them. Okay. Cause, Did yeah. you get married? Oh, yeah, these are old. They, uh, yeah, these are old ones. Okay. Let's Did, you hear wear, Did you wear them on your bachelorette party? <laughs> Negative. You were running right. around? <laughs> Anyways. What's the question? So here's, like, here's my question. So we're talking about how there isn't enough revenue brought in. So is the theory why you still have to pay to play with bass fishing. There isn't enough revenue because with major sports like football, baseball, whatever it is, you've got the advertising dollars because of TV and such. You've got the spectators filling stadiums. There's just boku amounts of money coming in. That argument is great until you look at golf. How many spectators do they have in golf? And they still can pay those guys out Boku dollars. It's all about advertising. But right, but Bass had been on ESPN, so why can't there be something made? And somebody made a comment, actually I think it was Tacklemods made something here, where it's not Bass that's making the money, all the money's going straight to JM. I don't know if that's true, but... There has to be a way to do it because golf is not that far off from what bass fishing is and how the layout of it is. So you can't tell me this can't be done. I I agree. I, I think it can be done. I think you know. I think one of the things that might make it better, honestly, is this new Bassmaster Live. Right. One of the cool things about golf and golf gets a fair amount of spectators. I mean, them, those fairways are crowded on, on a big tournament. But that's the one thing that that fishing really didn't doesn't have. Everybody shows up for the weigh in. That's all we can provide. And then you got to wait for the TV show. But now with the Bassmaster live coverage where you're watching actual live footage for 12 straight hours. And I'm telling you, I'm glued to it. I got to watch it. I, you know, with Tommy Sanders and Zona do with that show and, and watching the guys fish. I'm fascinated, and I think I think that's going to be a, a big revenue generator for not only Bassmaster but for the whole sport because FLW is sure to follow because it's a massive hit. Bass was ahead of their times with that in the Megabucks when they used to have to fish holes. Right. People could just sit on a specific hole and amazing. watch people pull in and fish yeah. that hole and yeah. see how they do it differently. Yeah. They, that was before the whole internet boom. I mean, they were ahead of time with that. Maybe go back mm. to that and see how it works. Maybe so. But I, I just lo- I would love to see the transparency. I would like the anglers as a group to, to organize and be able to see a transparent uh, you know, profit center coming from these tournament organizations because then we would, if, it, if they're not making any money, we can stop whining 
and say, okay, well, we got to figure out how to build the whole sport and how make the whole how how we can help them make money so that we can make money. But if they're making tremendous profits and they're they're taking it all, then we we got a you know, legitimate beef. Yeah. But the only you know we got we got to know in order to make those kind of decisions. There's a lot. Of it's not it's not one thing. There's not one piece that's going to fix this whole thing, right? There's a lot of little things. I'll sprinkle another one out there, and I honestly believe this. You know, we talked to Sonny, who's an FLW guy, and you know, we've got a bat. I fish bass and guys that fish both. In my opinion, there has to be one league, not two. That has to happen to our sport, right? Right now, I, we got FLW I, and bass. I, you look at other sports it's like got to be one. The NBA did it, and uh, you know, a lot of the other leagues had to combine. You have to. Yep. It's got to be a one it's stop gotta, shop. It's got to be one. We'll we'll never get to that next level when there's two circuits. When there's an FLW and a Bass, it's got to be one. Eventually, it's got to either merge or one's got to go away or whatever. Whatever the result of that is, there's got to be one major league. You know, and we don't have that. Right I now. believe there is. I think Bass is the major league. I think most people think that as well. Yep. But the well, money is being split. The money's being split. Yeah, the sponsor the, revenue, the talent yeah. pool of anglers revenue. is being split. Because mm-hmm. FLW, although you know, I, I'd have to agree with you. You know, Bassmaster seems to be the big kid on the block. They get mm-hmm. more viewers, more exposure, and all that. But and, FL- the, and their website actually works. No, but FLW uh, true. is a tremendous business. They have a, an amazing ability to acquire sponsorship, drive sales of boats and motors, and. They do some really, really good stuff in the industry, and uh, they're really, really good at it. Their so. production yeah, if anyone is from bad. FLW is listening, please understand. I'm a normal guy. The normal people. <laughs> no, you're not. We uh, cannot stand your website. It's the most <laughs> dysfunctional, unfriendly website, especially when on like the, the type of browser I use at work that's slow as shit in the first place. <laughs> if I click the wrong damn thing, it's like a... 30 second mistake you know like and you guys it, it's just so not clear like bass is just so defined results you know what tournament you're going into uh, i'll have to click someone's picture on the stage bad. and try to guess what freaking tournament it it's is. bad you know? like it's website's terrible pretty, pretty terrible it used to be awesome dude now and then it's they, hideous, they've redone no. it it's it's terrible yeah uh, agreed and, and, and if you're watching flw guys and you want an amazing producer uh brian the carpenter is looking for work <laughs> uh, he can help you out with your website and your live coverage uh, l- let's keep going. Uh, what, what, do we have any more IMs back that you want to talk about that came through? We've been a little light tonight on reviewing the IMs. Anything that came through that's... Uh... No, no, there's just a lot of people discussing this topic. Uh, Joe did say that he wants Bass to bring co-anglers back, and Joe, you, you no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not on the highest level. Not there's on the highest no, level. I don't, yeah, I don't think, yeah. I don't, you diminish a, what it is. Yeah, that's another great topic. I, I think co-anglers have a place. I was a co-angler. I, I, you know, I owe a lot of my success to my days as a co-angler. But at the very top level, they shouldn't be there. Not with the know? remote camera technology that we have nowadays. You don't need them. No. You don't need that honesty no. factor on the no. back of the at, boat. At, Get rid of at them. The, at the climbing levels, I love co-anglers. I love co-anglers in the opens, the BFLs, yeah. the I, ever starts. I love it. I love it. I, I think I, it's great. You know, the argument could be made, and I, and I got um. You know, I could take issue with is co-anglers influence the outcome of a tournament. Totally. Yeah. You know, they significantly influence it. And, uh, you know, one that I took notes on here was Randy Howe's win. Um, Randy Howe yes. on the last day of the tournament, his co-angler said pull up on a point, And Randy, 
you know, perfectly legal. Yeah. And he's able to do it. And a lot of the other guys in the tournament did it, too, because they drew out with locals. And they said they stopped on one of the local shoals or points. Yeah. But Randy, for 10 minutes, said, all right, I'll stop on that shoal that you catch so many fish on and, and catches a big, large mouth that winds up calling out two pounds yeah. and wins the tournament. Yeah. And that, that happens over and over again. And uh, other guys are, you know, handicapped by getting a, um, a tremendous co-angler in the back of the boat that vacuum cleans your best areas the opposite and takes and takes you completely out of the tournament so um co's influence the outcome of a professional tournament you know so that's yeah but everyone's taking the right step in that direction it's not like they're saying let's bring them back flw is booting them they threw them out of the boat yeah and, and that, they're 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 giving into the anglers demands yeah i think the anglers the pros as a whole they want to see that yeah. pure competition Agreed. where it's pro on pro and and there's no outside influences but uh you know the co-anglers i mean there's uh it, they love doing what they do they love being in the back of the boat they love fishing and they're happy to compete in that context and they love putting their money up and competing in their tournament uh they they love it you know it's a it's a tough one it's it's going to be it's always going to there's always going to be a controversy there because the other thing but why there's technology that you don't need the guy back there well as long as you have them i say i think it's yeah. going to be controversial okay. and then uh but then once you eliminate them here's the other here's a here's a big negative you're taking a bunch of guys out of the sport of fishing Maybe co-anglers don't have the the necessary funding to put themselves out there in the boat in the pro side, right? So they're participating in the sport they love with anglers that they love yeah. so much, yep. and they're they're fueling this sport, and now we're uh, kicking them to the curb. Most of these co-anglers that fish at the highest level are guys my age. They don't have the balls to go and have boats. They don't have the balls to go fishing on their own. All right, not no, not all of them are twenty four year old Sunny Ridge Hawks. There's a mix. On the back of the boat. I, I agree. A lot of them are older dudes that have their own boats, and don't get out there and mix it up. I did both. I had my own boat. I yep. fished as co angler. I did. Yeah, I'm saying that that's the reality of it. Well, this is the the co angler is a great angler that uh that that supports this sport and you know he spends a lot of money in our sport. He's passionate about our sport. You know it's and and they they're gonna. I, I guarantee they're mad and sad that they're losing the opportunities with the elites. Now they're losing them with the FLW Tour. You know, uh, that's got to be frustrating for them. I go fish the ever starts. Yeah, you have fun. <laughs> I think I think so, but a lot of guys are like, man, I don't want to fish the ever starts. I'm gonna I'm gonna be fishing with a rookie that doesn't know how to pattern fish yet. That's yeah. just trying. You well, know, they, he they wants get out to, there in your own boat. If I mean, there's so a good much. percentage of top top tour level guys that fish those circuits, but but not a hundred percent of them. You're right. Yeah, probably twenty percent. That's it's it's an interesting topic. It's a very interesting topic. Uh, yes, Beck, what do you have? All right, I've got a couple guys that keep saying that drones are going to change the sport. I'm guessing they're talking more about the whole live feed thing. But I find that interesting. Yeah. Helicopters. Um, helicopters. Yeah. And then um, Dwayne in Arkansas said, "Hey guys, what do you think about FLW going worldwide?" Quote unquote. I haven't heard much about that other than from FLW. I didn't know FLW called themselves worldwide. Is that because we have like Japanese anglers and such? Well, or what no, does that they, mean? they sold the licensing rights to the organization to some China. To China. They're going to China. They're going to China. They're having Great. an event there. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's I think it's great because I think there needs I like the international uh, concept, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that's going to do wonders for the sport. But 
I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, there's a couple Ch- couple billion people over there's there. There's a lot of people there. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, but you ever go to Chinatown? They eat bass. They <laughs> eat the hell out of bass. You see well, them in they the Well, they could re-strategize the tournament format. Think oh. about this, Dave. Let's think. Let's they don't, they don't, right they don't now. release nothing. Okay, so they we have a tournament <laughs> over in China. We have, like, you know, nor, our normal field size, 150 boats or whatever. They've got 1,000, 500 yeah. boats. Yeah. And everyone weighs in a limit of 10 bass apiece. And they eat them. Yeah, right right from the bump bucket to the rickshaw. Apparently they have Mexico starting in 2016. I like it. FLW's going to Mexico? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be out. Yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah, well, Mexico's, I mean, we we figured that out at ICAST yeah. this year. There was a lot of Mexican anglers that a are really lot, trying to start. A lot. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, bass fishing in Mexico is really, really ramping up. Yeah, they've got, some, they've got some of the best lakes. Yeah, but it's highly dangerous. Yeah. Well, that's true. That, that, that's, that's part not, of that's the allure. That's not debatable. <laughs> that's part of the allure. I like it. It's a dangerous sport. It seems to be dangerous. Hazardous pay. Hazardous pay, man. (laughs) But let's talk about the international thing for a second. I know this is kind of off topic, but there are. What's golf got? The Ryder Cup, right? The Ryder Cup is teams from international international competition. Other sports have that. Tennis has the Davis Cup. The Davis Cup. We've got the Olympics for a lot of the other mainstream sports, right? Where we can highlight the talent of our country. We should have that in the sport of fishing. You're talking about entry fees and saying, you know, uh, how, I'm about, talking about, how about paying for your rig to get shipped over to China? Well, there'd, there'd be some inherent problems with that. But I'm talking about have one event per year, true international competition, have four anglers from each country okay. represent the country, right? And they in the beginning, they can figure out the criteria for that. So you've got four anglers, so you need you need two boats per team. To represent that country. Start it here in the States, but think all the countries. We kill them all. Well, I don't know. Iron would never make it through customs. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know about that. Well, we how, kill them all, Mike. Who, who won the Euro Cup when you do, used to do the so, Euro Cup? So, yeah. So for those Danny Correa won it one year. Danny yeah. Correa. Well, yeah. Well, there. so for those of you that, in the history of this, they've tried it, right? And they've had a few in Spain. They've had, I think, one or two in Italy. Uh, but again, they weren't true international cups, right? You had a couple, two, three countries represented. I'm talking about Japan, United States, Canada, Portugal, Spain, Italy, France, China. I mean, all of them. South Africa have a true representation of different countries come and compete, and you rotate, right? So yeah, I agree with you. I think if you know if you have it here in the states the first couple of years, which you'd Probably have to do because of the economics of the boats and stuff, right? I think United States would have a good chance of dominating here. But what about a tournament in Japan on Lake Biwa? Would the United States team be able to compete with the Japanese anglers there? I guess it depends. I don't know. Do we choose who we send based off their strengths? Do they qualify for the team? I well, don't know. that's criteria you'd have to figure you know? out. I mean, I, uh, but I think it would be amazing. I would love to see it. I'd love to see a true international competition. I think it'd be amazing. See, be amazing. I would view it as a slaughter. We beat them all. This you is think so? Sport. This is our thing. I don't know. I think the best thing that could ever happen to the sport would be if the United States got beat. Be the best thing that could ever happen to the sport from an international standpoint. Yeah. Can you imagine? If if South Africa 
came to the United States and won an international competition. Come on. That Yost dude comes over here every year and gets beat. Wait give a me, minute. Give me a break. No, no, South no, no. Africa. How about back in the day? You, Jerry Eusta. Yeah. You, am I saying his name Yost, right? I don't know. Oh, is it the, <laughs> the same, same guy dude. we're talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. J-O-E-S-T. Yeah. Whatever the well, he's, he's won the Federation Nationals twice. Yeah. He's been a contender at several classics. Serious contender. I don't know. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it It would it be pretty neat, though. be awesome. Yeah. It'd be great. And we'll take them to the DOD. You know, dude, the weird thing about that international competition is <laughs> uh, the unfortunate thing, and, and we'll make it challenging, is uh, is Davis Cup and uh, Ryder Cup are probably the the least followed uh, competitions in those respective professional really? sports. I know it is in tennis. How about that? You know, Why I'll be that? honest. I'm a I'm a avid tennis fan. I yeah. watch I watch all the majors. Really, man. I'm into it. And uh, but I don't watch Davis Cup. How about that? I'm surprised your collar isn't popped on your shirt. <laughs> you know? Popping collars. Hey, popping collars. Speaking, of, uh, John Isner, uh, the number one ranked uh, player in the United States at the U.S. Open, is playing on Monday. I think he's he's playing Roger Federer. But the thing about Isner is. He's wearing a Bass Pro Shops hat in all his interviews. You're kidding. Nope. Interesting. What's nope. the tie in there? I assume it's a sponsor. Uh, you know, he, he must just be sponsored. They work on sponsorship just like we do and golf does. But and, Bass uh, Pro Shops doesn't carry tennis products. I, You know, but there's a lot of visibility. Just hey, just guys, capitalizing on the visibility. I imagine, square bills? <laughs> I imagine if we keep talking about golf and tennis, we're going to chase more people from this podcast <laughs> than a runaway model walking by Bass Bill Cosby's all, condo. All right. Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> Listen to me. Focus. Focus. Bass Pro Shops is all over NASCAR. They are. They yeah. don't sell cars, race cars. Yeah, but those people gear. are fishing. Right, but they've obviously found a correlation in in an outdoor market. Like yeah. you play tennis, you go fishing, or you you do something outdoorsy. They must have found that there's some sort of like correlation between people who do this and people. Yeah, Dave, just because you don't doesn't mean everyone else. That's right. he, he's, no. he, he's Johnny Morris's nephew. Maybe maybe, Is it? No, maybe it's through sunscreen. Oh, <laughs> Professor Dan's sunscreen or whatever. Yeah. Ryan Carpenter, Professor Dan. <laughs> Ryan Carpenter, what do you got? What's Professor it called? Doctor Dan. Dr. Dan. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was pretty good though. That was good. <laughs> Shout out Doctor Dan. What do you got, Brian? Shit. I have a. Uh, I don't want to bust this conversation. Are we about where this one was going? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're ready to move on. What do you got, Brian? I have a. I have a caller on the line. Um, a friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yep. Caller, who are you? <laughs> How you doing? You, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. How you doing, uh, guys? This is Steve Donis calling calling in. Steve! Steve Donis, yeah. How are you? <laughs> What's going on? How you doing? How are you? Good. Good to hear right. from you. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Uh, nothing. Well, here I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the hospital right now with my kid, but uh, everything's cool. Everything's fine. Um... I was, uh, I was, uh, I guess they wanted me to tell you what happened, right? Yes, we love, love okay. to hear it. All right. Well, you, you guys know from all the uh, um, drawing that I've done, uh, especially with the show and the drawings that I've done for you guys. I got a couple that were put into Passmaster uh, Magazine back in June. Yes. Um, so I uh, started uh, putting my drawings up for. Uh, um, in the comic section on, on Twitter, I opened up another Twitter, you know, uh, 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 account, and I started putting up my drawings up there. 
Uh, lo and behold, they called me in. They they liked a lot of the stuff that I did. And uh, DC Comics, um, it's called Vertigo, uh, that goes with DC Comics. Uh, they actually ended up hiring me. So I am now going to be drawing for Vertigo Comics. Wow! That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. So, yeah. Congratulations, Steve. Thank you very much. But I, I, I did want to say that... Um, it had a lot to do with with uh, with you guys, uh, Mike. You really boosted my uh, confidence <clears throat> uh, going into uh, this. Type, you know, it's a whole new uh, career change for me. So I just um, I think it's really cool. You guys, uh, had a, you know, gave me a lot of support, a lot of support, and I uh, I won't forget that. It's really cool. Um, you know, rock on, Nikonelli. You better. I want to see you hold that trophy up again, man. Oh, yeah, I want to draw that. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah I know. I know it is. <laughs> oh yeah, and and no problem. We we love we love your work. Uh, you know, we, we we've been following you from almost from day one, from when uh, we started seeing your stuff on social media, and we love it. We love it. Now, is it true when you yeah. signed a contract with DC Comics, there was a stipulation in there about no more characters of Ish Monroe? <laughs> <laughs> Blade. <laughs> Blade. <laughs> yeah. They said, uh, yeah, no, no, they didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just wanted to double check. Yeah, they said the only thing I can do, I, I got to draw everybody in, uh, who participates in Bassmaster. I have to draw them naked, they said. Wow. And, um, and <laughs> wow, well, that'll be no. a problem because you're not going to be able to fit Byron Velvet or Aaron oh, Martins on, the, on a page. Well, you got to use that extra long paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, to use Woo. that real long paper. Oh man, no, I'm not drawing myself. The, the carpenter I, uh, dreads uh, every time you go there. <laughs> well, well, no, Steve, that's, uh, that's that's great news. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's thank very, you. very and, uh, exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, and uh, no, but really, guys, uh, thank you very much. I mean, that's uh, one of the major reasons I want to call and let you guys know. Thank you very much because uh, you really did. Help me out a lot, and uh, Mike, you helped me out uh, tremendously. You know, tremendously. All the things you said, the nice things you said about my drawings, everything. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. <clears throat> you got it, Steve. No, no problem. And uh, and and good luck with your new venture. And uh, and and we we love your stuff. We love your work. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cool. Thanks for the update, Steve. All right, man. And the, and the drawings are going to keep coming. So I still like drawing the show. I still like drawing uh, everything that has to do with my favorite sport. So that's awesome. Still going to happen. That's awesome. Good to hear, right. man. Okay, man. You guys take care. Have a good night and great show. You too. Well, take care. Right. 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 Take care, guys. Bye, Steve. All right. Thanks. Hope your daughter's all right, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Very cool, wow. man. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I don't know if you knew this. This goes back to almost to the Volts days. Um, our middle school, for people Our middle that don't school. Know. People don't know. Our middle school. We actually still had art class back then. Yeah. They're getting rid of art class and music class everywhere now. It's like not even a thing in public schools anymore. It's terrible. Uh, but we did have art class. I did. You didn't have art class. Well, he was in like F. F <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't let me in the room. <laughs> yeah. he, had, he had too much sawdust inhalation, which messed with his they learning experience. They were scared that he would eat the paint. Right, yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> but I er, early on in vaults, I did have some art classes, and I actually started doing um, a little bit of illustration, had a little bit of uh, very basic art, you know, art skills, and in college, uh, when I when I went to college, my actually my junior and senior year. I had a job drawing characters of people. 
but it looked nothing like them. <laughs> <laughs> you went a long way for that. <laughs> I went a really long way for that. I drew characters of people. Caricatures. But it looked nothing like them. Yes. Uh, the other job also had, other little small odd job, is I punched my chest and it disappeared into the crowd. And they seem to love it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> They'd hire me. I'd punch my chest. Dave, do you have like some rapid fire or And something it would disappear into the crowd. And the crowd seemed to love this. They went wild. You know, I don't know. Why do so, you all let him do this? Do you want to hear a really funny story that Brian and I remembered? All right, before you do that, Dave, before you do that, I just want to recap with Steve. Um, So, yeah, so he's total career change. Um, He quit his job accounting. We want to see you, Brian. No, no, I control the board. No, we want to see you. you Put your face. hear a a random voice. Now Peggy's pointing at the screen. We want to see you. (laughs) Story's over. No, no, keep keep, keep talking. Steve, Steve Don has quit. He said, I had enough. Yeah, now i got to find a goddamn (laughs) three-shot. Don't screw me up. Don't talk to me when I talk. Because I want to see you. I can't, me. I can't see you through the glare. i got to see over here. So he quit his job accounting, and he's going to be able to get uh, stay home with his family, take care of his daughter, yeah. and make more money drawing than he was. Wow. So that's pretty accounting. Awesome. That's freaking awesome. He that's, was an accountant. Yeah. That's impressive. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, DC Comics, that's a big, that's a big organization. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the cream of the wow. crop. Yeah. I was a Marvel guy myself. You were a Marvel guy? <laughs> Can I turn the camera off now? <laughs> Will you switch now to DC Comics? Yes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm an X-Men guy, so no. Unless, unless unless they move over, no. Can't do it, Steve. I'm sorry. You know what? I, <laughs> I did I did enjoy Superman. You know, I did enjoy Batman and Robin, you know. But I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to see Steve injecting some uh, Ike Live characters into his comics. You know, something in the background, you know. He'll be back to accounting in one week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, listen, dude. Good story. It's a funny story. So, uh, Brian screenshots me uh, a text of a guy on, on the Ike Live page to compliment at the show. And he said something nice about me, and the guy's name was George. That's not the story. So, I, I, so I, show the, I show the screenshot to my wife, Melanie. And I'm like, oh, look what this guy has some nice words, you know, about, about the show. And she's like, oh, no. I'm like, what? She's like, please don't think now you can start telling black jokes, right? That, and I'm not going to tell a black joke. But what I'm going to tell you is a story where I did tell a really – I had a bad situation. Brian and I are in the Florida oh, Keys. What is the story? Here's the story. Brian and I are in the Florida Keys. And the there was a bar called Woody's. And Eric Woodward? No, there's a bar called okay. Woody's. And they had a, a, a blues band that played there called Big Dick and the Expe- Extenders. They would play blues. It was Big awesome. Richard. It was a cool, it was a cool, you know, cool, cool environment. In between their sets, people could get up and tell jokes. Yeah. So, if a girl got up and told a joke, and she used the the female the p word, he would ha- they would start playing like this Native American music because the guy was Native American. The lead singer was like had the ponytail. You know, yeah. he was a real Indian. And they would start playing like, you know, like, and he would have like this lightsaber dildo that lit up like a sword and he would come out and start like poking them with the sword and shit like that. But they let you get up and tell jokes. So I I was young, stupid, and I got up there and I told like, I told a joke that I wouldn't tell now because I have black friends now, but I went up and told a black joke and hit the punchline. It was a real, you know, aggressive punchline and, uh. 
Maybe like three people laughed. Everyone was uncomfortable, right? You heard more crickets Dude. than laughing. But then after three people laughed, like maybe like uh, six or seven more started laughing. And then the, the guy who ran the, the ran the thing started laughing. And then a few more people thought it was okay and permissible to start laughing. But when I was walking back to Brian, he just was straight faced with like a embarrassed look on. I felt like I was like twelve feet tall. Yeah. Like uh, everyone's looking at me, like walk back to my seat. It was horrible. Oh yeah. my god, it was horrible. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Woody's. How to, but no, that guy George. If you if you if you're watching this one, yeah, that that reminded me of that story that I completely, like a like a, like a crime victim, put it out of my head. You know. Well, we have the same thing here, but it's a lava lamp. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before before we get too far, um, I have a lot of people asking about Pete's weigh-in. Oh, oh, well, let's let's get an update. Yeah, we 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 do have a few things that we need to catch up on while we're here. Let's get some business done. Uh, first thing is uh, Pete's weight, and uh, for those of you that follow Ike Live, you know the uh, the success story that is Pete's Pete's weight. Uh, <laughs> and uh, give you a recap: two fifty one, and this is, this goes way back to what January, right? We're talking about January, yeah. February, okay, somewhere in January. Yep, January, yeah. uh, two fifty one. 255, 248, and here it comes. 246, 242, 241, 226, 5, 226 even. And now? 221. 221. Now, is that an official Ike Live scale? That's the official Ike Live scale. That's when you Good came job, in. Pete. He did it. Yeah. 221. Let me write this down on my note sheet. Yeah, he even took the quarters out of his pockets when he weighed in. Wow. <laughs> I would, hey, too. I've been <laughs> kicked his shoes the off. The landslide I continues, did. Pete. The landslide continues. Well, you know, I've been I've been stuck for a while. I've been It's been hard. I mean, late at night, the refrigerator's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> the ice cream... The whole well, bit. I was just at Disney. I know, I know what that. Oh my God! Yeah, Disney's got, brutal. I had to get through Disney. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they, the last couple of months have been a real challenge. And I, so anybody that's doing this and and working real hard at it, you know, I I know how hard it is. You know how hard it is. It's a it's a man. There are times when you just want to quit and just get back to the you know the bad habits. But uh, but I've been real pleased that even though I've I've fallen off the wagon a little bit at Disney and a few other places over the last couple of months. I'm still in the weight loss mode here at it's the great. end of the day, even though it's, it's coming off in single pounds now. Well, you're in you're but, you're in the right direction continually. Yeah. You're going down. That's good. To, yeah, I got I got to get it done. I, I'm you know my goal is now put the hammer down uh, through the month of September and uh, see if we can get this thing done and get to 200. What do you miss the most? You know, I'm doing no carbs. Ooh. So anything that looks like a carb, like a sandwich <laughs> to me, like bread. Oh my God, sandwiches, bread, sandwiches, Cheez Its, oh. crackers, oh. all that 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 carbs, that oh. crunchy stuff that gets in your mouth. Oh man, I miss that pizza. Oh. I miss oh pizza crust, pizza dough. Mm. You know, because I can eat the cheese and the pepperoni, so I get that part of it. But it's that it's that bread that I give it you up. Need yeast, yeah. Can yeast, I- sugar. <laughs> Can I please read you one of the funniest IMs of the night? Yes. Uh, no. Hold on. Let me get you on camera before I get screamed at. Yes. This is a <laughs> comment from Extreme Philly Fishing. Extreme Philly Fishing. Yes. We know Extreme Philly Fishing. Shout out to Extreme Philly Fishing. Do we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Social media. Are, are, are we ready? I like that film. L-M-A-O, period. <laughs> I don't know about Jesus, comma. 
but the refrigerator talks to me every night around 2 a.m. <laughs> 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 oh, that made my day. It yeah. talks. It talks it's to talks. me too, yeah. brother. It talks eat, to me too. Eat, eat, eat. Calling me. Eat me. Uh, let me remind everybody. Um, you know, if you're watching the show live, uh, if you're not, and you got a buddy that wants to watch it, or if you want to review it later, uh, you can get us a lot of ways. Uh, find us on mikeiganelli.com, of course, or you can get us on iTunes, Stitcher. Or Carbon TV. It's amazing all the ways you can watch this show now. Uh, and if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, give us a review. Let us know uh, what you think. If you've got something positive to say about the show, let us know. Uh, also, Ike Live has all the social media sites. It's Ike Live Show at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, Ike Live is on Periscope now. Um, you're going to be seeing Brian doing various live Periscopes uh, in the shower um, across the street with his college tenants. All kinds of stuff. It'll be really neat. It'll be fun. Uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> uh, want to uh, give a special shout-out to Xmark. Uh, you see this giant neon sign behind me week after week. And Xmark does make the world's most amazing lawnmowers. If you want to have a beautifully manicured lawn and you want to do it quick, check out Xmark. they got a beautiful mower. By the way, on the Xmark stuff, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Brian Carpenter. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the next couple shows... We're going to be announcing the winners of the sweepstakes, of the Take Back Your Weekend sweepstakes. Yes. It's going to be pretty fun, and we're going to have a grand prize winner, and of course we're going to have a first prize winner who, who won a trip with who me. Made the, who makes the decision on who wins? Uh, it, it's uh, it, 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 Internally. X Mark does. Um, I don't think we had. I any, got my any favorite. I, I got. I got the the, the the black guy that had the, the that was old a great push one. mower. I think oh, that, that was, was the best one. one. That was my yeah, favorite one. That, man. that was a great one. I thought that was the that's best. that's one of my favorites. Yeah. But uh, for the first place winner who gets that trip with me, just to let you know, we're going to be fishing the Delaware River this fall, and we're going to probably do it in November. It's when they start to get packed up in the coves. It's going to be awesome. We're going to catch a lot of fish, maybe a couple catfish. Uh, special shout-out to Liquid Mayhem, uh, an amazing scent product. Pete, I know you've been playing with it week after week, guiding. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing stuff. It works in the hot weather. Hot weather. Fish are finicky, right? Yeah, you know what I'm really excited about is is taking that Liquid Mayhem up to Lake Erie. Smallmouth. Uh, for, for the smallmouth. And I've not had an opportunity to get after the smallmouth with it. And they're, yeah. and they're scent-oriented, right? Smallmouths mm-hmm. rely on so. scent. A lot more than largemouth or spots, so it's it's going to be pretty pretty awesome up there. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. September, yeah. Lake Erie. Ooh. Ooh, that's going to be going. You guys, I have a question. How, how do we pronounce this? Liquid mayhem? Mayhem? Mayhem. Mayhem. Is this like a northeast Dave? thing that we mayhem? Mayhem. Mayhem. You say ham. Ham. It, it should be mayhem. <laughs> mayhem. <laughs> no, it's not. Because it's H-E-M. It's ham. It's ham. You ham pants. Mayhem. mayhem. It's Hold on a minute. It's mayhem. It's mayhem. It's mayhem. You don't well, ham mayhem. it. Mayhem. Ham you eat. Well, it's wait H-A-M. A I think geographically, depending on what part of the country you're from, or what country you're from, period, I think it could be pronounced differently. Well, they're Canadian. Well, that's what I'm saying. Listen to me. Iconelli is how I pronounce my name here in the States, but it's not really Iconelli. What is it, Ashley, Becky? It's like a Y sound. It's like Iaconelli. It's Iaconelli. What? It's the correct pronunciation of my last name. That's rubbish. Well, I'm just saying. But, I but think how it's the same does, thing with But man. how does everyone else pronounce H-U-M-A-N? H-U. <laughs> human? Well, Mike says it uh, wrong. Mike says human. 
Boy, you better. Boy, you better. Can we get that up? Can you get that up? <laughs> I was about to turn your mic off. Well, no, can that? we get some zombies? Nah, human, it's mayhem, but yeah, mayhem's what we're going to say. Because Carol, Carol, Carol hams it too. She mayhem. So it must be a total Northeast thing. No, it's, it's mayhem. It's just them two. Mayhem. Yeah, it's mayhem. Ma'am. <laughs> In Richmond, they're like, uh, mayhem. <laughs> 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 and they have collared shirts. Yeah, on. <laughs> they have like tucked in collared shirts. Tucked in collared shirts. They khaki have pants up to their rib cage. Pants. Wait a minute. Let's let's keep <laughs> let's keep the visualization going. Yeah. They've got uh, what's the boat shoe? Beck. Yeah. Dockers. Dock. No. No spurries. Spurries. Yeah. They've got spurries on. And your hair has to hang out underneath your ball cap, yeah. which is is which is curled. Burl, very ball yeah. cap up around the ball cap. Brim. Hair's hanging out a little bit. Um, usually it's a uh, it's a Volvo. It's a BMW. It's a Mercedes. But here's the kicker. You sweater ready? Sweater tied around the neck. Sweater. A lot of times when it's chilly, it's sweater. <laughs> but here's the kicker in the Richmond, Virginia area. And here it goes. You ready? Drum roll, please. <coughs> Vanity tags. They do. It is a weird Every Virginia thing. Every freaking one of them from Richmond. <laughs> Vanity tags. So, Vanity Becky, where tags. do you get the audacity to think you can talk about us at all? Yes. <laughs> you should be I thankful was, you're around I was us. Born in Pennsylvania. Be thankful That's Mike saved you from that bastion of, of metrosexuality, man. I, live, <laughs> I lived in Washington D.C. Oh, that's the two biggest words uh, Dave can string together. Uh, Get out of here, Brian. I'll blow you out. Wait a minute. Washington D.C. has its Jeez. own problems too. That's different though. Washington, D.C. has got a lot of problems. Well, that's different than Richmond. Which problems are these? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of politicians. Well, yeah. But D.C. is just a weird conglomeration of people from all over the world, yeah, all everyone. over the country. Like, there is no D.C. person. I, can't, I mean, I can't say that there's, like... I mean, there are people who are born and raised in D.C., but I don't think that there's a stereotype because there's not many people... Who like are from native DC. DC? Yeah, they're not native. Thank right. you. Right. Okay. I'm native that. DC. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I was born in DC. Were you? I was. That didn't know explains that. a lot. <laughs> On the Anacosta. Uh, I On think, the banks I think of the Anacosta. So. <laughs> On the banks somewhere. On <laughs> <laughs> oh, the banks of the <laughs> or the banks of the Anacosta River. <laughs> P. Klusik was born. <laughs> spawned. But then you grew Pete's up in South Jersey, so... On uh, the banks of the Anacosta. I, I grew up in Oxon Hill, right on the banks of the Potomac, for 10, 10 years or so. Oxon? Oxon Hill. Oh. Oxen wait, wait, wait. When did, when did you move to Jersey? Uh, when I was 11. I did not know this. Hmm. That's late. That's pretty late in life. <laughs> I, I, I would say some damage was done. That's why that Southern draw, when I, I still... Because we had the Southern draw back then. If I, I spend time around those Alabama guys, I start yawling and... Oh, no. That yeah. explains yeah, it to me. Yawling. I was always suspect of your Southern draw. Yeah. That's where it, that's where it comes <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah. Okay. No, Easy. no. That makes it better now. Yep. Easily bring, easily bring, comes right back to me. Yeah. All right, let's keep, let's, let's keep going. I want to remind everybody uh, about the Ike Foundation. Uh, if you go to MikeIkeNelly.com backslash Ike Foundation, uh, you can contribute. It's a great program. If you've got some used old crap in the garage, you got an old fishing rod, old fishing reel, and you want to donate it, you want to put it to good use, send it to us. Go to the website. You can send it to us, and we'll take that stuff. We'll repurpose it and send it to, uh, to kids' clubs all over the country. Or go on the website and buy yourself... 
That's our, right. our T-shirt. We do. We have lucky fishing T-shirts yeah. on the Ike Foundation page now. And all the proceeds for that shirt will go to what, Rebecca? To the Ike Foundation so that we can ship the product. For if you've shipping. ever attempted to ship fishing rods, it's expensive. So gotcha. all those proceeds help us ship all this product out. Awesome. And it's a cool T-shirt. I believe Donna's just did a, uh, a tune. Of the uh, lucky T-shirts. Wow, cool! And it's, and it's on the uh, foundation. Oh, page. I did see that. Yes, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank well, you, Steve. Once again. Yeah, thank you. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, and this is going to going to lead to something else. I want a bigger topic. I want to talk about is uh, Carbon TV. Uh, I want everybody to check them out, please. Go to CarbonTV.com. They've got a lot of really cool content floating out there. Uh, we've got a page now. Uh, look look for Ike Live or look for Mike Iaconelli there. You're going to find a lot of really cool stuff that you don't see other places. You're going to see these normal clips, but you're going to see some outtakes. You're going to see a lot of really cool stuff. So go to CarbonTV.com. And that leads us to, and and this is interesting because this may be the first time that Pete's even hearing about this. Uh, But this is a great topic because Ike Live is evolving around us, right? And and this is is neat because when we started this crap, Two years ago, we didn't know what we were doing. You remember? We had no I, idea. No, we I were th- clueless. I, it, we're we're clueless now. We're or still we're well. We're still pretty <laughs> clueless, but we're not as clueless as we were before. Sure. I feel like we started to kind of feel ourselves out, and you know, we were like, okay, well, this this is kind of the show. But now it's it's continually evolving, and we're going to have a lot more content, video content, coming for everybody. Uh, and really, this fall, so you're about 2016, you're going to see a lot of this new stuff. Ike Live is evolving now into some video content stuff. Dave, do you want to talk about that a little bit? You want to give them just a little teaser about some of the stuff that we're going to be doing? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're all going to be issued our own little private Sony uh, walkabout cameras. And we're going to film ourselves as we go fishing and Almost like a periscope type deal. Yeah, so so it's gonna it's gonna be neat. So we're gonna evolve a little. We're gonna have some more skits. We're gonna have some pre-tape stuff that we're gonna be able to analyze and review during the live shows. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, we never agreed to the skits part. Oh, we didn't agree to the skits. No, that's like your brainchild. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's the right thing for the show, though. This is like, a, a, and I'm gonna butcher the how do I say this? Is it variety? Variety. Did I say it right? Variety. 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 This is like a variety show. Oh. You know what I mean? We we're kind of all over the place, so I could see that. I can see this, you know, getting a little bit of. Uh, yeah, but you're good at that. Pete's not. I'm not. <laughs> Pete's not. Brian's not going to be. <laughs> like you're good at that, dude. Like maybe you could do that, but what? No, it's no. It's going to be. It's, Dave, just fake it. No, I, I, I think this Stop is an evolution of this show. Is to have video content that we can play and and, and you know, we can pre-produce and i think it's i think it's cool what are we going to do with this video content is it going to be part of the ike live show it or? is it is so we're so let me tell you we're going to have different parts so we're going to have some serious parts we're all you know we're going to get out in the boat me and you're going to get out in the boat and fish and we're going to tape it and we're going to be able to bring it in and show the highlight reels and some of that stuff that's kind of traditional but there's going to be some more untraditional stuff where we actually do skits right we do these um predetermined skits where you know it's kind of the normal ike live uh funny stuff pilgrim in turkey costume absolutely yeah yeah 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going we're to do some skits, and, and it's all going to be for everybody's enjoyment. And we're going to be able to critique it here right on the show. It's going to be neat. It's going to be neat. Uh, so a little okay. teaser on the evolution of the sport and you uh, evolution of our show, and you're going to be able to see a little bit of that on Carbon TV. Beck, what do we got on IM? We got anything brewing on IM? If not, I'm going to uh, impose a break. What do you got? What do you got going on? Go for the break. I'm trying to do something. Okay, listen, everybody hang in there a little bit. We're going to take a five-minute break. We're going to pee. We're going to refill our beers. When we come back, we're going to break into the hot topic discussions. We've got a lot of really good ones, including spectators and fish hooked outside the mouth in the state of Michigan and New York. Hang in there. Ike Live. We're going to be back in five minutes. See you in a second. Stages only one. 
everybody welcome back to ike live uh if you look there at the one shot above brian's head as you notice uh dave brozick aka fathead aka wharf is not back yet um it's probably because he's taking a smash in the ike live bathroom it's good oh he's not smashing i hear him uh i can't hear you back brian uh real quick yes pete um, how how can people find your guide service? Oh, uh, easy. That's P- an easy. PeteGluzek.com. Uh, yeah, check that out there. You can also you can also get more information on thebassuniversity.com. But yeah, call me direct. All my contact information is there. My email is Pete underscore Gluzek at msn.com. Shoot me an email request. I'll send you out some dates. But you go to PeteGluzek.com. I have my calendar up there. You see when I'm available. Fall fishing is coming on. Uh, I've got lots of trips uh, scheduled for the Delaware River and the Upper Chesapeake, and I'm I'm wanting to plan a trip in October, a uh, special trip for some special customers that want to do it up on Lake Champlain. Ooh. Deep in amazing the, time to be there. Deep in the fall when the largemouth are schooling up and the smallmouth are too, and they're shallow. Smallmouth get back shallow again. Yeah. Spinner bait and jerk baiting. I I've, I had some of the best October days I've best days I've ever had on Champlain in October. How cold is it up there in October? Yeah, you know you, the weather can get you. Forty. It can be can be cold that cold. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't when I was there last. And uh, the cool thing about Champlain is that no matter what the weather's bringing, no matter what the wind's doing, you can find a world class place to fish that's out of the wind. That's what makes that. Yeah, that you can lake launch. Cool. You don't have to. Yeah. You can you can yeah. pick and choose where you launch. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah. but it's already fall weather. This morning, did you feel how cool it was out here? Oh yeah, it's already it's coming. It's kicking into September. gear. The bait's Might all over the place. Yeah. September fishing's here. Yeah. Fall fishing. It's I love it up there. Now. There's nothing like Adirondack mornings. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just amazing. Crisp, cool. Speaking yeah. of, <laughs> you, you mentioned Bash University. You want to tell everybody a little bit? This is yeah. we're kind of getting to uh, getting primed coming up into our season here. It is prime time for the serious angler. Back to school. Back right. to school. Yeah, all are, all the kids are going back to school. Well, we're going back to school with the Bass University. Um, you know, in September we do it every year. We've got a great special promotion going on right now. Uh, with more to come, you can check out the the brand new Bass University hats. That hat is dope. Dope which, hat. Uh, dope. Which everybody everybody loves this hat. Um, James Riley once James again. James Riley working on beautiful design. Pete, but, pass that to Mike and let me get a, a zoomy zoom in on it. But uh, anybody that subscribes to Bass University TV will immediately receive one of our brand new hats, and um, you know so definitely definitely check that out. But we've got a lot of great things coming uh, that are that are already in place. We've got we've got library of fishing education like no other. We're they're second to none with what we have there and. Um, we are doing some great things that Mike, you don't even know about. <laughs> I don't know about it. Yeah. Is that we, possible? We've got we've got some fantastic upgrades that are coming to the Bass University site for the users. Ooh. We're making it. We we our goal uh, is to make our site one of the most user friendly sites out there, and uh, we're working on that and making it uh, even better to to gain access to what we have there at the Bass University Library. And we are launching brand new seminars every week. We will continue to do so right through next year. So that's wow. that's fantastic. A lot of upgrades coming. Look for them. We'll be emailing you, keeping you posted on everything that's available to you as a subscriber. And in addition, we're going to continue to work on Bash University TV Live. It's coming. Which we are we are targeting uh, uh, coming up in uh, in October. Uh, we're targeting to. Uh, optimistically, we'll have our first episode of Bash University TV Live, which is going to be exclusive educational content. Hardcore education. Right in this in studio, right here. Yep. Um, totally different than this show. Like, this show, it's a bunch of nonsense, and we just talk smack, and it's worthless. So this is your nice way of saying, don't come over that day, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Ike Live's nonsense. Uh, Bash right. University TV Live. Good stuff. I understand. Uh, I got it. I know my spot. Just like this. <laughs> Just like this, minus Dave. <laughs> I, got a, I got a great question. Is uh, the Bass University a good program for a high school angler like Ooh. myself? Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. What, what we bring, each of our seminars, it brings stuff for guys that are high schoolers just coming into the sport. Uh, to veterans that have been at it for 20 or 30 years. Uh, no matter who you are, we're going to deliver. For uh, a high schooler, we have a ton of information that's going to be valuable to you, um, from knot tying to pattern fishing to, ha- to how Greg Hackney flips a jig. Mm. For the veteran angler, it's the subtle things that are so valuable at Bash University. Yeah, I thought it was neat that uh, I saw it, it came through, like I, I want to say it was like a month ago, I saw an email come through through a chain somewhere where Randy Hal was requesting somebody's seminar because he wanted to review it. Smart. Coming into smallmouth events. We 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 have and and that's we have elite anglers, FLW tour anglers that watch 
the Bash University TV seminar. Yeah, they're subscribers. They're subscribers. Yeah. They they want to see the subtleties of the weak parts of their game, how to get stronger in certain areas, and never, you know, it's it's. It's our tagline, but never stop learning, and we it, it's so important. But to have guys like that uh, come and, and look at our stuff, he's one of our instructors, but he wants to learn from the other instructors. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it's 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 neat stuff. But so we've got great new stuff coming down the pipeline. Check it out. We're gonna have we're gonna be talking pure instruction on Bash University TV Live, but we're gonna be having fun talking about all different types of things like your local body of water. Uh, the techniques that our that our seminars are about, and and we'll we'll have an open forum, but it is going to be exclusive only to Bash University TV right. subscribers, which is really cool because it's a it's going to be a small close knit group of anglers. So if you want your question answered, you're going to be able to get it answered on Bash That's TV awesome. Live. Very very cool, very cool. Uh, let's take this moment to break into, and I got to tell you, we do a lot of stuff on Ike Life. We do a lot of really cool stuff. But the hot topic segments are always—it's always one of my favorite segments, and we're going to break into it tonight. And a special uh, uh, thing tonight—we have two hot topics tonight, not one. We have two. So, do we get a drum roll or anything, or what's our? Do we have a? Do we have a theme to hot topic? Hot topic. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I'm gonna do. Hot topic. Um, we have two hot topics tonight. Let's let's start with the first one. Oh, we uh, just had one. Now we have two. We have two tonight. And the first one is a great one, and we've touched on it before, but we're really going to break into it tonight. And it is spectators. Oh no. During professional bass events, in particular, spectators fishing during professional bass events. Let's break into this hot topic. Let me remind you that we want to hear from you about this topic. A lot of ways to get a hold of us. We want to hear what you think about this. Uh, Hit us up on the IM. Hit us up on the social media. Or we're also going to post a phone number up here, a toll-free phone number. And uh, and we want to hear from you. Call in. uh, Give us a shout. If you have a question or comment about these topics, we want to hear from you. Uh, Dave, I'm going to start with you. You've been on both sides of it. You've fished on the professional side. You've been in the back of the boat. You've been out at events watching. You, you know, you've seen some of the stuff happen. This is a tough. This is a tough talk because I feel like spectators in professional fishing on the water. It's an amazing asset to the sport, right? It's something that we can provide that other professional sports can't. You know, earlier we talked about. Oh, you know, we talked about some of the negatives of our sport. Like, you know, without the live coverage, it's tough because it's a weigh-in sport. But one of the positives is what other sport can you get out on the field and be with the players, right? So, you know, your favorite angler is Aaron Martins. And on the last day, you know that he's gone down the Middle River and he's flipping docks down there. And you launch your boat and you follow him down. You chase him down in the morning. And you sit down and you spend the day with binoculars or, or watching Aaron go to work and do his thing on the water with him. That's amazing. That's an amazing freaking thing that our sport has. That's a great way to grow our sport, right? But it also comes with a lot of baggage. And that's where this, this hot topic really, really blooms, which is 
the negatives that come along with the spectators. And there's a lot of them, right? There's a lot of them. Yeah, I agree. I guess before I start, when we get to the end of this and we're whipping it, whipping the dead horse like we always do, <laughs> remind me to tell you a funny story about me being around a spectator while you wouldn't even know it. There's a story about me on the and spectators with you just from at the end when it's dead and okay. we're stretching it out because we got nothing else to do. Yeah. Remind me to tell you that on story. On the Delaware? No, nah, dude, I'll tell you. Okay. I had nothing to do with that. Many years ago. Okay. So. I don't. I, I think it's a two prong. I think it's a two prong problem. So I see it differently because, as you said before, I, I've, I've done. I've done all. I've done all facets of it and failed quite successfully at all. Of <laughs> so, but I, I understand what I understand what's involved. So I come at it from a different perspective from the from the average guy who does not understand. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of those guys that were spectating on the Delaware River, and I know what <clears throat> what level of involvement they have, and it's nowhere near the level that we've all had. Not saying success, involvement. Yeah. So they don't understand what's at stake. Yeah. You know, I don't think anyone should be fishing on bodies of water where there's a professional event being held. Even public fishery? No. Because it's if, if as long as you're aware, so it's a matter of awareness. Right. You know, if you know that there's an event going and you go out there just to fish just because uh, it's my right to fish, you're a dick. Because you're trampling <laughs> on people's professions. Es- like, especially if you're a hardcore bass fisherman. If you're out there catfishing, striper fishing, bluegill right. fishing with your kids, different story. Different. But if you're a bass head and you launched at 5 o'clock the first morning in the Chesapeake and ran out to the flat and frogged and caught them, you're a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, we, and there's guys that did that. Right. You know what I mean? And and I I like maybe they don't quite see it as being wrong. How I don't I don't understand how they don't see it as being wrong, but I mean to me it's like you guys that's your living. That's your bread and butter. That's what you do. It's akin to somebody taking their playtime, their recess time and going into your place of work and screwing with your ability to make a living. So do you think these guys can claim they didn't know any better, right? No, let's, they knew. let's let's go back to Delaware. Exam- Delaware River is a great example. So, like the second day, I was down toward uh, down toward Philadelphia, and I decided to make a run way back up to uh, River Riverton Riverside to the Yacht Club, and I get up there and I want to fish some pilings up there, and and then the the sailboat slip. Run all the way up there. I get to the pilings, and there's a bass tracker, fully rigged bass tracker camped and won't 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 go you know he's just hardcore fishing and pilots right next to johnny cruz like right next to johnny cruz well, the, uh, well that's a different one ah and then there was n- near the sailboat club then yeah. there's a fully rigged bass boat with like three dudes in it yeah giving johnny a run for his money on the yacht club can they claim ignorance maybe they didn't know well, they knew after we ran them off. Yeah. <laughs> they knew after we said, you get the fuck out of here. What are you even doing out here? You know? Yeah, that, the great, yeah, the greatest line. They happened to be there. And you, you said, show some class. No, Stockle said that. That's yeah. Stockle, Stockle said that. Said that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that I al- no, I always start nice. I don't I don't get, I don't crescendo till it's to the end. I just <laughs> said, hey, man, these guys are fishing for 100 grand. You got to give them some space. But is it is, and, it, is it possible... Those guys didn't know. No, because we're river rats. We know the 20 people to fish that river, and I've never seen that asshole out there and his stupid fat friends with their shirts off, ever. So, <laughs> so if, if there's a guy in a $50,000 bass boat fishing with two of his buddies, there's no way in hell he didn't know that the He knew that was there. there. He wait, knew, wait, no so way. what was his response? What were their responses? He had response? nothing to say. He had nothing to say. No, they left. They we, left. They, but, they but, shamed him into leaving. <laughs> here's, here's another thing that... 
So I was watching um, FLW coverage of the uh, championship uh, just a few weeks ago, and uh, I guess day four they had a terrible rainstorm, a you know downpour, and took cover under a big boat dock that had a, a, a covering over it. And um, somebody from the FLW team, um, broadcast team, was periscoping. So it was cool. Got to watch, you know, a little behind the scenes and, and um, as they take cover. And a spectator boat had taken cover under there with them. And they they kind of panned around what was going on. And here he is. And, they, and, the, and the guy, whoever was running the periscope, commented, says, oh, yeah, there's an angler tying on or a spectator tying on a drop shot. And I thought to myself, this is the championship. This is the FLW championship for $500,000. There's 10 guys on the water, and they're struggling to catch a limit. And you're tying on a drop shot. What if the dock you're going to go drop shot is part of somebody's milk run on their yeah. way in? You're having an effect on the event. And unless you legitimately just can say that you have that much disdain for all of these guys, you're you're being a jerk off. Yeah. You know, Uh, that's my opinion. Well, what happens to a lot of these guys is they come out to watch these tournaments. And, uh, you know, they're out there watching you, watching somebody else for an hour. They're committed, right? They're invested in watching this thing. And after two or three hours of this, they're like... This is boring, you know. We're gonna, we, we're at, we have a fully rigged bass boat, you know. We're gonna put our trolling motor down. Nobody's fishing spot A, right. B, C at the moment, and they just can't resist the urge to go over there and do it. Yeah, you know, it just gets and you, you you know you can I can appreciate that. No, like, how can you? Don't stop being nice. No, I'm just how saying. can you? <laughs> I can appreciate them having the urge. Right, they're 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 weekend I, I anglers, the urge, but they're weekend it? anglers. They're out on a weekend. I have the urge to urinate on people. They want to. They, they're out there not fishing. <laughs> then go fish somewhere if you got the urge. If you can have the discipline to watch a professional partake in his trade craft. I agree with you. I agree with you. Have the discipline. I want to urinate um, on Becky's foot. <laughs> oh boy, no, stop it. Okay. But, no, but, I got you. I'm sorry, Pete, for snapping laps. No, I, I, you know, I right. I can understand him being tempted. Of I course, can we're all tempted. I can't go past the body of water without wanting to cast on it. You want to fish, man. Yeah. You're, you're a fish head. These guys are legitimate fish heads. They, so much so that they can't stop themselves. Well, also got... some other kind of a head, too. <laughs> well, wait a minute. And, and there, i got to tell you, though, there's different levels, because I've seen it. There's different levels. So you've got, you've got your spectator that's doing all the right stuff, and they're far away. They're keeping their distance. They're staying off of your juice, and they're fishing. Okay? Yep. There's that level. Then there's the spectator that's way, way off. He's keeping off your juice. And you leave. And then he comes in. And he comes in and fishes that exact spot. So far, dick, dick. Okay. And then here's the last level. The guy that doesn't even have a fishing rod in the boat. Watches from far away. And you leave. He comes by and marks the spot and fish to fish it later. Don't have levels. as much a problem as with that. Okay. Okay. As long as it's after the event. Yeah. Yeah. All different yeah. levels. All different yeah. levels. I've I've had it all, man. I've had I've had spectators where they've got young kids in the boat and they're fishing. What about that one? I've had that happen twice this year. No, nah, it's, it's your job as your dad. Put your rod in. The, put put the rod in, son. I'm sorry. We're watching a professional. Tough, right. Get get the rod in. All right, enough. And it's tough. Well, and, and so, you, you know, that example happened twice to me this year. Think about the position the, the pros in. Like, was I go, was I supposed to say, I can't say nothing. What am I going to say? 
I'm going to yell at a 10-year-old kid. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to yell at the guy's dad <laughs> for fishing. Well, you yelled at the dog. Well, I yelled at the dog, yeah. If he didn't think nobody was watching. Then you can't <laughs> yell at You're right. Yeah. You're right. Hey, I still send that dog Christmas cards every year. Don't, don't mess with yeah. me, man. Now, nah, back on topic. Back on point. Well, you know, you look at golf. Like, you don't see the, the, the spectators watching the guys make a putt and say, oh, I could have made that putt. And walking on the green and, and, you know, we don't have that kind of security out on a golf course. So we've got to... Uh, We've got to spread this message out to people to to let them know that there's got to be etiquette. There is no video. There is no there is no observer etiquette out there's there. There's not. So people don't know how to act. I'll be honest with you. There's there is ignorance out there. Like people really don't know that they're messing you up. I think there's a big contingency of that. I, like for instance, like the the kayak world is exploding right now. Everybody wants the kayak. Just just to paddle the kayak. I, I fish in a lot of places where there's kayakers. They will kayak between me and the bank with my customers that are fishing the bank from here to that wall. They'll 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 They're see. They're not it. motorized. They have the right. Well, they do. They have the right. But the the point <laughs> the point it's is the entitlement. It's the entitlement. Them. Fuck. No, no. They 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 are people that are new to the water. They have yeah. never seen a bass fisherman before. They have no understanding what I'm doing. Yeah. They're pleasant as could be. They're paddling through, yeah. like waiting for me to reel my line and say, how's the fishing? What are you guys fishing for? Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a certain level of, they just don't know what we're doing. It, and that's, I think a lot of spectators out there are like that, is they really don't understand how they're trampling on on somebody's ability to make a living. There are there is that contingent. Now I can't explain what goes on down on the Tennessee River and some of those crazy places where those people just go it, nuts. Oh, uh, it's terrible, dude. I had at, at the recent event on St. Clair on the second day, I had a guy idle in on me and literally do circles around me, like I'm talking about within 20 foot of my boat, idling, outboard on, and I could hear him hitting his GPS coordinates. I mean, with those outboard on, I'm I, I'm just I put my hands up. I'm like, what? And he still didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Yeah. I heard him put a couple coordinates down, and they left. And he went on to the next guy. What a what a dick. I hate yeah. him. And he's in a fully rigged bass boat. <laughs> yeah, he got it. Public shaming is the only way we do. It. So how do we learn our hierarchy as kids on the schoolyard? You know, you it's public shame. We have to shame these guys into knowing that they're not doing the right thing, that they're interfering with the outcome. Stay you, away. You are the exact person to do that. No, I'm not, dude. I'm <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously. It's not something that, that should be legislated. That, you know, it's something that that people need to police themselves. It's a respect culture that needs to happen. Exactly. Well, I, and I, I, I think you're right. I think, and I think it should start really with the tournament organizations that have a responsibility to educate, you know, and inform. And I think the pros do, too. You know, to ed- what's what's okay, what's not okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and it goes deeper. How to be, re- how to be deeper respectful. than that. All the, the local level. Federations, send an email out to all your guys. Local clubs, send an email out to your members. Stay away. Yeah. This is what we expect you to do. We expect we, we have we love you following them around. Give them 100 yards. Give them 150 yards. Bring your binoculars. Turn your depth finders You don't finders need off. to be up Turn on your them. electronics off. Turn, That's yeah. a big one. Uh, yeah. I mean, you That's know, a big it, one. It, 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 it absolutely has an outcome. And I, I watched it with you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I watched guys that we had to be like, yo, we, like we knew what you were fishing. Yeah. Stuff we've been, you know, fishing for years. Yeah. Like, guys, he's going to come back around here. Get your shit out of the way. Move over this way. Yeah. Some listen, some don't. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I watched you fish and how you changed the way you fished. You cha- You have to. On the Delaware in particular, like you got 50 boats up the creek. Yeah. What are you going to do? Go fish right through the boats on your way you out? You've got to change your strategy. But it, put that yeah. same tournament, say, say, say Woodbury Creek. Put that in Alabama, where you didn't have Brian and I, or Mike Maloney, uh, or Bob Brennan. Uh, they would have followed you right up that creek, oh, yeah, and on your way back out, you never would have caught that four-pounder. No. Because they would have ran that son of a bitch over. No. That's, that was a difference maker. Yeah. Because yeah. we kept them out of the creek. Yeah. Yeah. And not by, like, force, by, like, yo, guys, he's going to fish this back and forth. If you go up there, you're going to trample the water. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was tight water. Becky, read the comment from Paul. Yeah, what do I we got? We got is... something for Paul and I am. Paul says, at what point do pros own the water over a weekend angler? Oh, That's of course. crap. Yeah. But I think Paul it, is it, also the one who said, Red River, Louisiana, I was on a spot, and yes, I knew they fished FLW Cup. I got ran off LMAO, fished behind the pro after he left, caught four. Yeah. Paul, you're a baloney smoker. Stay off the <laughs> fucking water. There's so many other places you could be. They don't own the water, but they're out there making a living, and you're interfering with it by oh. your arrogance of being a, a, a flamboyant dick about it, too. Like, you went behind them. Like, yeah, congratulations, Paul. You're a champion. That's, you know? that's called entitlement. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Well, Paul. Paul, Paul might be smoking baloney, but he does have a, a small point. I mean, these are public fisheries, right? They are Absolutely. Pub- they are public fisheries. They've got state ramps. He pays taxes. He pays a license fee, just like we all do. Agreed. He has the right to be out there. 100%. But, like I said, there's a point at where, where it's ignorance, where I, he's trying to be a dick, where he's trying to prove something. Right. And he just wants to go fishing. Like, like the Bullshit, Mike. Like, no, hold I on, understand. Dave. Yeah, sorry, like the Brian. Chesapeake event. I saw guys posting on Facebook, you know, they, you know, holding up three, four pounders, you know, oh, look, the pros missed this one. Yeah. Like, they're Facebook pros. You know what I mean? They, they, they just want to beat their chest and say, look, I caught one. Yeah. During the event. Yeah. You know, and, and to me, it's just... I don't know. I guess that, I guess that's what you need to get, you know, make yourself uh, feel relevant. I don't know. Well, mm. you, you know, they they don't have an appreciation for how hard it is to make a living. That's in the this thing. Sport. They do, they don't really. They, don't they, they think they think it's uh, all glory, it's all money and jewels, and you know, they think it's everybody's <laughs> living this great. It's a glamorous life. life. We're yeah. royal. Oh, oh, you got it. <laughs> they think you know. So they're they're you know they're, they're out there to prove that they can compete with you guys and. There's there's a lot of factors out there, but uh, but I think I think there has to be some kind of education. That's got to be where it, where it takes place. No, nah, but you got this Jamoke Paul uh, from Louisiana, baloney smoker, specifically saying how he thought how funny it was. Laugh my ass off. Yeah, real funny, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Put your face in a, you know, like enough. Yeah. But but here but here's like a, but here's the bigger check thing. Did you steal, Paul? Yeah. Right. But but here's yeah. the bigger thing that Paul clearly is missing and he's obviously unaware of the the time the energy the money the every ounce of a professional's uh, professional anglers being is put into every event that they fish That's 14 a hours a day during practice days killing themselves mm. trying to find those winning fish they go out there they have four days to do it to pull it off they're there for one week 
And what Paul's missing is like he he just he just screwed some guy who put yeah. every ounce of his being. And if that guy just came in 51st and didn't make that Saturday cut, like he ruined that man's life yeah. that week. Yeah, he just be- he destroyed someone, yeah. and Paul, he doesn't get it. Yeah, Paul, if you're still watching, I am us, and we want to know what, we just want to know what you do for a living. I would love to know that so we can make some analogies here. If you're still watching, you're still listening. Uh, what do you do for a living, Paul? We'd like to know that. Hopefully a pink curb so I can run my tires against the side of them. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> asshole. So, hey, you want to hear – I'm getting Dave mad. has a big truck. Do you want to hear a funny story about you? I like One of your, your fucking yeah, like followers your... ready to beat me up? Yeah. So, and this isn't on the Delaware. No, nah, it's like 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago. I'm at the end of everything. I'm at the point where I'm praying <laughs> that a dump truck would just wipe that boat off the back of my truck <laughs> so I can stop chasing the fool's gold, right? <laughs> I'm on fishing tournaments. I'm fucking drinking till like four in the morning wow. and like sleeping for like an hour in the bed of the truck because I got no money. Sure. Yeah, so we're on work. the Potomac River and I had about like, I don't know, man, like 17 gin and tonics the night before, dude. Wow. And I'm like, work, I pull into a cove and our practice time for FLW was on one of Bass's uh, like the third day, maybe even the cut day. Yeah. Might have been the third day. Yeah. But uh, they overlapped. I had to be on the water practicing. You guys had to be there competing. We had no choice because yeah. our events were like right like that. Yeah. I pull into a cove because my head's spinning. I got to take a nap. So I forget which. Uh. <laughs> so you're coming up the northern end. It's the last big cove before you get to D.C. where they have the big yeah. marina now yeah. on the right side. Yeah. It's not uh, Piscataway. It's the one above that. What? Broad Creek. Broad Creek. Yeah. So I, I, I'm crashing in Broad yeah, Creek. Yeah, Broad Creek. I'm cranking it here. Nobody, nobody's yeah. in Broad Creek. I got all my. I got my life jacket. I got all the throw thing. I got everything. I got a perfect bed. I got the hat over my eyes, and I can hear commotion happening. I'm like, ah, what the fuck? Like, my nap's gone. So I wake up, and it's you, and you got an armada of boats with you. And I'm like, you know, getting, I'm like, deep sleep, man. I was like, getting myself together. And, uh, <laughs> you're focused, man. I thought you were chatterbaiting, because I saw you, like, clearing it, clearing Maybe you were cranking, cranking. I don't know. Spur but, yeah, so anyway. For the people listening, we have a, a, a dear friend named John McGraw, and we have like a loud call that we make for him. Like we like a woo, like we make a call for him. So I'm giving you the McGraw call, yeah. but you're, you're you're zoned in. But there's a guy wearing your old Iconelli flame shirt, like the shirt with the flames on it, and it's like unbuttoned, it's like belly's hanging out of it. Wow. And he's looking at me, giving you that call, and he starts like coming toward me. But I'm still, I don't know, I probably still had a, I probably still couldn't legally drive, and I'm still, I'm still screaming it to you. And he's like motoring over to me to like tell me like, hey, shut the, he thought I was taunting you. You know what I mean? And then you like got on pad and booked, and he realized what was happening. He pulled his motor up, and he went with you. <laughs> but I was like, holy shit, I'm about to get boarded by a guy following my friend. And even though I'm, I'm, I'm you know what I mean? Oh it was ridiculous. God. It was ridiculous. Wow. That and it really made me analyze, happened. yeah, it made me analyze myself too. Wow. I was like, that, enough, enough. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Have gin and tonics will get you every time, man. Well, especially that many. But yeah, that was <laughs> true story. Back, what do you got? Okay, so Paul's saying that we misread his message. Oh. I'm confused, Paul. He said, not at all. I was at nowhere, anywhere they practiced. But I, you I were on the water, Paul. All but right? then, Paul, you said you caught fish behind somebody. I'm confused. Four of them, Paul. Four of them. And anyways, he said that he's a retired military. Oh, Okay. Well, we can't. We can't bust. No, we can rip them. You can't throw. You can't do dick shit and then. Well, say but, the but good th- I guess he didn't. I I got to go back to the original post. Didn't he say he caught four fish? Did I read that wrong? Yeah, he did. Yeah. 
Well, and again, you know, don't throw that out there and think that you're not any less of a dick because you serve. Thank you for that. Give me a break. We'll forget about this, but it, it is the bigger topic, and Brian brought it up earlier, which is, you know, who knows? You think you're not fishing somewhere that somebody's fishing, but if you're on that body of water, right? That dude pulled up under that dock. Right. And he's drop shotting that dock. Maybe that's part of somebody's milk run. Right, or, or the know. dock that once the rain clears that he's going to run to. I mean, that could be somebody's milk run on the way in. Right. So you really don't. You really don't know. You don't know. You yeah. Know, the, the, the the bottom it's line tough. is, if you're dialed into tournament competitions, if you're aware of professional tournaments, you need to just stay off the water or simply observe. But bottom they do, line, they don't, yeah. Pete. The guy he's talking about that went out onto the flats the morning of that event. Who he's is a, it? He, well, we'll talk about it off the air. He's oh. a tournament angler. Yeah. He's a Jersey he's, Federation, he's a Federation guy. tournament well, angler. And he should know better. Well, that's, that the, that's what he I'm knows saying. Better. It's not cool this at is, all. This is the... We're telling him. We're telling him now. Well, we're telling people maybe name? for the first nah. time. I, I don't know if he was out there as a matter of fact, but... Well, I know he was out there because I saw the picture, same pictures Brian saw. But I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to put him out there like that. Yeah. No, nah, I'll tell Tom. Well, he posted it. Anyhow. <laughs> anyway, educate, we need to educate them. They're hearing this some well, people like, for the first it's like time. The Stay out the water. It's like the flats. If you want to fish, right? Mm-hmm. Go to go fish in Aberdeen where we couldn't fish, or go to the Upper Susquehanna, or go to the Potomac, or go to the Delaware. There's other choices. There's other choices yeah. right there. Yeah. And, it, an and if if you're a father with a son that isn't dialed into the tournament scene, and and you're taking your son fishing, and you're surprised. That the tournaments are there, you know, I can't argue with you having the ability to fish, but I say consider going to another body of water, or go fish for cats and bluegills, and yeah, go to another, yeah, like like pizza, go to another body. And I and I also have a problem with, uh, you know, like these tournament organizations having multiple tournaments. I mean, that's huge. The, Good uh, point. You know, yeah, we just had we saw it up at St. Clair. Where yep. they had a local tournament. Oh, that was shit. FLW's final cut shit. day. They got a, a stupid local tournament going on. And you know what? And, and, and tournament organizations doing shit like that totally sinks our whole argument about how about how fans should respect the anglers because the organizations aren't even respecting them. Because well, they're you know opposing what? organizations. Right, and it's got to start there. Well, from there, I think it's a municipality thing, and I think they need to be educated as well. As when you when you're spending fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is, hundred, I don't know how much it is, to bring the elites to a tournament or to the to your county, you better not grant any other tournament permits or at least communicate with your respective, you know, uh, administrative person, you know, government person that issues tournament Mm. permits and not issue them. What for ha- one it week. happened multiple Just times. Just got to clear it. Happened at St. Clair. It happened at Thousand Islands. There was a Canadian Open, the same exact tournament days as our tournament. Yeah. Dates are tough, man. It's because, you know, the like places, like, people want to set their dates. I We have this problem at Bass University. We're always wrestling with dates. They're hard because we want to set our dates, and then, sure enough, one of the Bass or FLW drops a tournament right on one of our weekends. Yeah. And we're like, damn. We're or gonna... there's the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn know. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be more respect for the sacrifice you guys make. Yeah. And and, and he, he's, you know what? And Brian can't say this. Mike can. I was Top Rod Classic Champion. <laughs> and I would trade a top thousand rod. of them. I would trade a thousand of them. A thousand times of being able to hold a trophy over Brian to have one triple A crown. 
That made right? no sense. No, it doesn't make perfect sense. Get your little stupid small clubs off of these waters <laughs> when these guys are out there. That's the crux. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Thank you. Thank you. I Sorry. We needed, we needed some clarification. No, it, 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 both. Both. All right, Sorry, bro. All right. I, see, I see Becky's got something. Let me remind everybody, this is one of the hot topics tonight. We want to hear from you. Hit us up on the IM, the instant messaging. Hit us up on our social media at Ike Live Show. Or we've got a 1-800 number that Brian DeCarpenter is going to throw up here. And if you got something super intelligent to say about this topic, call in. We want to hear from you. Don't ask about a crankbait color. That's for BUTV Live. We're not going to do that tonight. If you want to talk about this hot topic, call us. Or crank call us. Or and if this heavy, topic makes something. you hostile, we want to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, we like mad people. Paul, if you want to call, call us. That's yeah. why we keep Dave we'll here. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, wh- 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 what do you got, Beck? You got anything you want to you keep going on? You want to get to the next hot topic? What do you want to Yeah, th- somebody actually said something really cool that amazingly I hadn't thought of. Um, but uh, Billy says, how about giving every marshal a Periscope-equipped phone so we can pick and choose which angler we want to watch and when live as it happens? Then no reason to be on the water at all. So I guess the problem with that, Billy is you would have to be dialed into each marshal's periscope. That's the problem. No, it's there's a way to make it work. How's that, Bri? Because uh, if you're following FLW or Bass, uh, I believe you'll get a notification that Bass wants you to check out so-and-so's periscope. I got you. Swing that door shut. i got to grab the phone. Yeah. Great idea, because then instead of, you know, feeling the need to go on the water to watch the angler, I mean, let me tell you, everyone's getting tech savvy these days. I This call, I, I don't remember their name, but that their point is, uh, you know, is a great one, and I think it's coming. I mean, Bass, you know, Bassmaster Live. Bass Live's awesome. Is, is awesome. And it, it, it and it's just getting started. It's just getting started. We're we're able so, to watch like five or six guys now. It's coming to where all one hundred guys are so going to be. So the final day of St. Clair and guys listen, guys with families listen. I got here's how I got to enjoy the final day. I'm at my uh, swim club that I'm a member of. My wife wasn't there. I got my iPad, I got my earbuds in, I'm listening to the final day between ten and two. My children are having fun, I'm watching fishing, watching the MILFs. You know, it was a good day, dude, and that's, that's how I enjoyed it. Unfortunately, the guys that were doing really well, they couldn't get their feeds. I know, that was unfortunate. That, so, but, yeah, listening to Zona, I'm always amused by Zona and Sanders. I think they're pretty funny guys, you yeah. know, and Zona's specifically really funny. Oh, yeah, they're they're, out of, they're entertaining to listen yeah. to, and uh, the show is amazing. That is something they definitely got to figure out, i got to be honest. Like, Todd Faircloth won that tournament, and we didn't get to see a single fish catch. You know, on the live version because he was outside. He was on Canada. I mean, uh, he's fishing. Down I trade them both in for you though on the water. Right, right, right now. Think, think about it. Think, think about it. Uh, freaking uh, your son, Dave Jr., was drowning in the pool, and Brandon Pollock caught a 12 incher. What the fuck? <laughs> Speaking of Dave Jr., I got a, I got a dilemma. I need you to help me throw. Right. Dilemma. Football schedule came out. It, co- it goes right over top our last two federation events. I either got to not fish to fed or miss his games. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. so I don't know. We'll yeah, talk about that tough. after hours when we're, we're in the bar. That's yeah. tough. Caller on the line. It's, it's going to take a few one. gin and tonics to that's figure that one, one out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? What's up, man? It's Mike from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Mike. How you doing tonight? Man, I'm great, dude. Um, I, I just want to say a few things about, you know, fishing waters that, you know, professional tournaments are going on. Um... Like, to me, 
the whole thing with fishing a professional tournament, I mean, to me, I mean, it's about respect. I grew up, and, you know, I've always respected, you know, fishermen and all this. I mean, the, the sacrifices they give is incredible. I mean, you know, just like when uh, Sonny was on here earlier, you know, he's talking about, you know, spending $50,000 for his dream. Yeah. And, you know, these guys that go out here and, you know, they're not in the tournament situation. They're going out fun fishing. I mean, I just think that's so wrong. I think it's it's based common sense. Yeah. Not yeah. to fish. Yeah. Not that a professional tournament's going on. It's just ridiculous to me that that even happens. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and see, you're coming from the background, which a lot of us are, which is you're a hardcore fan. We're all a fan of the sport. You're a fish head. You you have knowledge of the vested interest that these guys put into the sport, and you respect that, right? And that, and that's where your decision's coming from. So that's you know that's a small I mean, argument. Too. That's why it, it's baffling to us why guys in a you know a forty fifty thousand dollar bass boat would be out there fishing. If a guy's in a John boat, a canoe, right? And he's out there fishing. You know, you could kind of possibly say, uh, this guy doesn't know. You know what I mean? He's out here. He's exactly. fishing. I get it. But, but you know, a guy's in a in a. Train. But if you're in a Ranger with power poles and yeah, you got power HPS poles on the boat. 12. You're out on the same water fishing as a yeah. as a professional tournament day. You know better, right? You yeah. should know better. Dude, end of story. That's a dickhead. End of story. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to say it. <laughs> yeah. I agree well with said. you. I, I mean, I hate to be like that, but I mean, anybody that's got a ranger with power poles on the back or whatever kind of boat, they know that that is going on on their local body of water, and they are a dick for doing that during a professional tournament about you've got, you've got kids, you've got a wife that you've got to support. Yeah. And I feel like that is so wrong. Like, I mean, yeah, you know. And, I mean, especially like the Sonny Hawk thing. I mean, Sonny called in earlier. I mean, you know, he's putting so much on the line that, yeah. you know, somebody could go catch a fish with him that could end his career. Yeah. And I'm sorry, excuse my French, that's fucked up. Like, Yeah, it, it's messed up. I, I agree, I agree. And I, I think, you know, I think you represent the, the guys that get it and the hardcore guys that get it. You're a great representation of that. But there are a lot of guys that don't get it. And uh, and, and it's a great call, great comment. Thanks for your call, man. Appreciate it. Beck, what do you got? Hey, you appreciate got it, man. Um, if if you're trying to call in, stop, because Paul's trying to call in. Oh, Paul's trying to call so in. So okay. everyone let Paul call in. Oh, we'll let Paul call in. We want but Paul to explain I want, I want everyone to hear Hairball's comment. I appreciate Hairball. this. He says, soon there will be fans in scuba gear watching your technique. <laughs> wow. How funny would that be to see like some scuba divers trying to, like, trying to watch? <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. I like well, that. I like that. Yeah. I, I think the first scuba fan ever is going to be Rick Morris. <laughs> it also sounds like the last caller was on my page with Sonny invested in that deli contestant. Might have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deli contestants. So they used to call them back in the day, Deli contestants. <laughs> well, here's the other, real quick, before we get to this next caller. I don't think you have to be in a $50,000 bass boat because 
I saw Brian, our very own Brian the Carpenter, out there in his fucking inner tube at the Susquehanna Flats, and he was fishing with kick fins. <laughs> yeah, he had his Minn Kota from '70 on his uh, on his on his. Uh, Somebody shut your mic off. No, what happened? All right, I'm just messing around. Uh, <coughs> caller, what's your name? Where are you call from? Paul, uh, Paul, uh, Paul, shut your uh, the show off, please. Okay, okay hold on. Talk louder. Uh, hey, Mike. Hey, hey, how you doing? Wait, is this Paul? Yeah, it is. Hey, Paul, how you doing, man? Hey, hey, you guys, like, totally, like, misunderstood me at the beginning. Um, here's the deal, though, with, like, fishing Red River. I know all the elites and stuff in FLW normally go south, right? Pull four, um, they jump through, lock through, they go to McDade, everything else. I was up north, 12 miles, 12 yeah. miles. And, uh, dude, I mean, I was fishing way away, knowing that there was an event going on. And, uh, all of a sudden, I won't mention Angler's name. He came up and he's like, hey, uh, you, you gotta go. And I looked at him and I was like, uh, okay. And I, completely, I understood. I, I pulled the patrol motor and I left. But I know who the I guy was. Him, was it a bass huh? event or was it an FLW event? It was an FLW event. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't know who it was. I mean, still, pro event. Yeah. And so, so I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I was like, okay. So I leave. and uh, But I back away long, long enough to, to watch him. And, yeah, I went jump back into my fishing hole. And my fishing hole, one hole, and caught four behind him. That's, but I'm not, I wasn't trying to ever take away from y'all. Um, had yeah. no means. I understand that's your livelihood, and that's what you do. I, there is no way, shape, or form would I ever jump in or follow you guys and try and fish next to you. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. love you, Mike. Gerald Swindle, he's my favorite. Um, but I do love you, Mike. But, I mean, I, there's no way, shape, or form that I would ever try and take away what you guys do yeah no I, I i get it and and you know again i i i want to say that you know it's that's a public fishery you know that's your right to be there that's a place that you fished that's a place that you know wasn't getting a lot of pressure and you thought but, you, you know can i yeah hold on hold on i'm gonna let you chop feet and i i get that but in the same breath you know again i gotta say that you know if you knew there was a professional event going on on the Red River, and that's an area that anglers could fish, and there's, you know, whatever, a .001% chance that someone could fish that spot. Why wouldn't you go to one of the Oxbow Lakes around there? Or why? I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff right around the Red River that's way better than the Red River. Why? You know, you know what I mean? Like, that, that would be my, my comment. And, and again, there's you know it's a public fishery. Hey, at the end of the day, you got every right to be there. But why wouldn't you go to you know what are what are some of the other lakes around there, Dave? Around the Red River, there's tons of them. We've yeah, already established that it's everyone's right to be out there. Yeah, should never have been out yeah. there, Paul. Well, we have business, we have Cato, and I do, and Cato. I understand. Yeah, and I understand completely. But I was fishing an area that on the river that seriously, Mike, would you travel? I think it's 11 miles north, knowing that all the big fish are on the south, and just to go fish 
12 mile by you by Bass Pro Shop in Shreveport, Louisiana. And, and I don't, I, I just, I've never seen it. Well, well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe somebody would. You know, and that's what you got to concern yourself with. And maybe somebody is is looking for points to make the classic. Maybe they've had a terrible practice, but that's the only place they can catch them. Or, you know, maybe that's their backup, backup, backup place that they're going to come to right before weigh-in. Or, you know, there's there's an infinite number of possibilities. Or maybe you're Dave Smith, and all you do is throw a Carolina rig and stand on the front deck with your giant long legs <laughs> Hanging over the front deck of the boat. Now, Paul, beyond that, like so our local body of water here, you hear us talk about all the time is the Delaware River. When the elites came here last year, uh, if uh, under, under your premise, under your under your uh, the way you operated for that event, if I'd have went into the back of the Rancocas or up into the bellies of, of uh, ra- uh, you know of raccoon, you know Skeet Reese or Kevin Short might not have caught the fish they caught. Because I never thought they'd be back there, and I was shocked that they did as well as they did back there. Yeah. The key is stay off the water. Go somewhere else. And you sound like a good I guy, am. Paul, and I'm kind of blasting you. I'm blasting everybody else through you that does this kind of shit, but stay off you the know, water. Y'all, I'm with you. I, I completely understand. I mean, there, I mean, it's like if, if you're going to go to downtown Chicago versus um, Mayberry, I, I just... You're going to go to downtown Chicago to catch fish. I, I don't know. Yeah. And there was no way, shape, or form that I was trying to even impede on any pro or any tournament at all, period. All right. We're sorry for calling you a dick, and we're sorry for ripping you. You're a nice guy. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. It's all good. Uh, trust me, I got thick skin. I, you're, it's all good. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Paul. We love we, we we love to hear varying opinions, and, and we we definitely appreciate you calling in too. That's uh, that makes the show better. So thank you. Thanks for calling, Paul. That, that was I, good. That was that was that was a. I'm I'm glad he called because that was that was a great explanation. No, but he's he nice. wasn't a bad he makes guy. Makes me feel. Yeah, yeah, he you was, want the bad guy to call yeah, in? No, he was He wasn't a bad it, guy. Know? And again, I think it gets nah. back to just awareness. Awareness. That's it. That's yeah. what it gets back to. You yeah, just why, didn't know anybody. Why would you want to catch a fish that could potentially destroy the, the tournament? Get off the water. Yeah, yeah. get yeah. off the water. But here's here's another point. The um, regulatory agencies, you know, we they close bass season during the spawn. They close trout season around here until opening trout day. You know, they can step in and and they can establish a regulation for the tournament. Yeah. You know, a lot of the yeah, it's not going to happen. No. Nah. The li- the whole license fee thing with uh, ten fifty. Yeah. What they, is it? They could close bass season. Wow. Mm. Wow. Rebecca, what do you got? All right. Uh, along the scuba lines, I really want Bud from West Virginia to get back to us because he said the scuba shit happened two weeks ago to us at Clayton Lake, Virginia. <laughs> Dude blew our area out. I don't know what that means, but I want to know what that wow. means. Wow. The scuba uh, shit. Was it well, Rick Morris? No, where's oh, is it Clater? Clater Lake? I don't know. I don't know where that is. The scuba guys down on the Tennessee River are harvesting the, well, the freshwater mussels. Right, they're mussels. And I've beds. run into them when I wanted to fish a mussel bed. Well, you had the little flag. Big market, big market, and sunken logs too, man. Yeah, there is. They harvest those giant yeah. logs and yeah. glass blowing underwater. Rick Morris. Yeah. I got another good one for you from Mike B. Mike B. I know y'all will have opinions on this. Says angler following Lefebvre on Erie caused Dave to stop to stop and fish nothing, hoping he could lose the tail, costing him valuable time. Why would you stop? 
Why would you stop yeah. fishing because of the guy? I might yell uh, at him, but why would you stop? I don't know. That's if, if people knew about the French before the Polish, there wouldn't be any Polish jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> the hell did he just say that? <laughs> Why would he got for? Oh my god, that was awesome! Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can recover from that. Uh, <laughs> Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Trey Waggy, and I'm coming from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi there, how you doing yeah. tonight? Um, pretty good. Just sitting watching you guys' show. Cool. What's what's your uh, what's your question? What's your comment? Um, my question was, uh, had you ever had someone in a boat purposely try to sabotage you when you're on the water? Wow, great question. A great question. And and that, i got to tell you, that has happened. In fact, recently, it happened on the Potomac River in an FLW event to, what, what's the guy that happened Schmidt. to? Schmidt. Brian Schmidt. He had a guy that didn't like him. They had, they had history together. Stalked. And he went out there and purposely fished and tried to ruin a lot of the water mm. that he fished. So that has happened. That's a great question. Uh, I got to tell you, it hasn't. It hasn't happened to me that I know about. I mean, I've never had a guy purposely trying to ruin the water. Uh, Yeti, Woody, a uh, Woody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eric Woodward would be about the closest. Um, uh, but he's—it's uh, okay because he's divorced in the fetal position right now, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. Dude. Yeah, that's a great—that's a great question. I think it has happened. I bet you it's happened to a lot of guys in the past, and, that, and that's un, that's unfortunate too. I have you had t- a situation happen? No, no. Well, not that I'm aware of, but we. Um, I was watching Bassmaster Live, and Zona was talking about a, a tournament where David Dudley went out and stuck every bed yeah. fish that he could. He did. That was on Toho. Toho. I think. It was. Uh, it was nah. Harris Chain. Yeah, Harris Chain. Yeah, yeah, Harris yeah, yeah, yeah. Chain. And who and who won that tournament? Uh, uh, well, the guy Marty that won Stone? the classic. No, the, uh, the guy from California, Clawson. No. no. He won it on a horny toad, no. right? No, not that one. Peter T. Peter T. did win that Peter tournament. Peter T. won that yeah. tournament, but uh, that that was interesting. It's uh, you know, purposefully sabotaging, you know, the 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 successful pattern. So yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Quick digression. Peter T. is kind of a lot like us in the Northeast. I stayed near him at the ca- I stayed with him at the Cat Motel on the Potomac one time. Yeah. I talked to him for a while. He's, he's a very dude. sarcastic. Yeah, he's a funny yeah. guy though, yeah. man. He's very funny. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. He speaks for us. Cool. Thanks yeah. for your, thanks for your call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no comment. problem. You guys have a good night. You too. Great comment. Beck, what do we got on the IM? We got anything? I got to tell you something. Uh, it's 10 of 11. It's amazing because at the beginning of the show, I'll be, I'm going to be totally honest with you, I felt like we had like a little, I don't know, I felt like it was kind of, it went downhill a little bit. And then in the last like hour, it's really, it's amazing. I thought it was a good show all through. I thought it was yeah. a great show the last hour. I thought it's been great. It picked up. Yeah. It has picked up big time. Um Let's let's do this. We have this is an ama- This has been such a great topic. We may save. Should we save the next hot topic for the next show, yeah, bro? Are we coming back or not? What is the next? one? I, I don't I know. What do you want to do? You right? come back? No, it's up to you. You're, you're, you want to come back? You, you want to do, do one more break and come back? Or you I don't have to work going? tomorrow, so you don't. But it's up to you. Well, let's. You want to stay on another thirty minutes? You want to run eleven thirty? Can you do that, Pete? Or I, I can stay. I okay. Can stay. All right, let's stay. All right. So what we're going to do is for those of you that have carved out some time tonight, 
and you've um, uh, taken initiative, and you've turned off that stupid show. Uh, what is it called? The Walking Dead. I am Kate. I am Kate and The Walking Dead. <laughs> and you've watched Ike Live. We appreciate you. And we're going to stay on till 11.30 tonight. We're no, normally... no, we're going to... Yeah, we got to rerun another file. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to take a little break. And we're, going, we're going to take a little break. We're going to stay on until 11.30. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to jump into hot topic number two, which is fish hooked outside the mouth. Really big hot topic recently in the last couple tournaments. Yeah. Stay with us when we get back. We're going to talk about that. We're going to take your questions. Stay tuned. Ike Live coming right back. See you soon. I didn't realize I am Kate was on tonight. I am Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to put music in right there. Bro. I had no idea you were just going to shut it down. Oh, like you didn't want me to shut it I down? Got the phone ringing. We got ten more oh, minutes. Do you want me to keep going? I'll keep no, going. I'll just, I'll just try and react to oh, whatever. We don't need a break. On. You want to keep going? No, let's I shut it down. Oh, shut it down. You want to shut it down or you want to break? No, we'll take a break. Okay. We're going to come back. I'll go play a little music. <laughs> Give us five minutes. All right. We're taking a break. We come back. Let me, can I do the I Am Kate thing again, though? Go ahead, man. How about it? Okay, but put it in the music after I do it. Right here. I Am Kate. <laughs> 